This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox newscast. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, this is XNC Podcast, episode 107. And bringing in cool, classic, refreshing beverages and hot talent with Cold Eastwood <laughs> and Mag. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Mag? How you been, bro? What's going on? What's going on, Colt? Yes, it's uh, I've been very busy. I've been, uh, been having a good time. I actually, I released a video this weekend, the first time in a while that I've done a video, but uh, I just had to do something. Yay. You know what? I had to do something. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Mag's on TikTok now? What the? And I'm like, listen, they got decent editing software. That's the only reason why I used it. So, anyways, it's fun. You know what? I might just keep doing those videos over there because they're easy. And then just, of course, just uh, slide them over to Twitter or whatever, right? But, I mean, it did pretty good. I mean, I'm closing in on like 70,000 views so not bad not bad for like holy uh, smokes yeah, holy yeah, smokes bro videos, dude those videos get a lot of traction it's kind of funny but uh, and you know what else it gets folks a whole lot of hate uh, I love I would I, you know what I want to do I want to make a compilation <laughs> of the hateful things look at this old man console warring and he doesn't have anything better to do with his life <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm not console warring, but okay, I'm just making jokes because I think it's funny. But sure, if you want to call me a console warrior, and then uh, you know, then of course I'm a fanboy, and I'm an Xbox, and I'm all these, uh, you know, all these lovely names and worse names, which I won't say on this show. Uh, they but, don't, uh, yeah, they don't like it because you're smiling, you're on camera, you're getting views, people are getting the, uh, you got the uh, engagement going, you got the comments, and they're at home sitting on Twitter. Writing, you know, acerbic comments, trying to get attention. We know how it is, oh, man. Dude, it, it is the funny. I, I think it's so funny. And then, uh, and then I get, and the but the other one actually, I got a great insult from somebody from, uh, uh, I think it was from Mexico. So it was all in Spanish. And uh, I mean, I understand Spanish well enough. So I was reading through it, and I'm like, okay, I can't really tell if this guy's being like, like insulting, or if he's being, you know, or if he's like kind of ribbon, like, ribbon, you know, yeah. Now. Like I didn't really know. So. I just responded with, I, I mean, I, I even looked at the Google Translate just to be sure, right? So I'm like, let me just be ridiculous. So I put up a picture of Zorro blowing him a kiss, saying, you're the best. And I said, thank you for the retweet, senor. And then he responded with, you're welcome. So thank God I didn't say anything bad. So I think he was just kind of ribbing me, but it kind of got lost in translation a bit. But it was just like in fun. But I wasn't 100% sure, so I'm like, let me not make fun of him too much. Let me just say, sure. like, instead of being like, why don't you go burn in hell or something like that? I Like, I didn't say anything like that, but it turns out he actually was being actually nice. Well, it's a classic disarm, which you can do. Because most people just, maybe they're not looking for a big fight. Maybe they're just looking for attention. It's really all it is, and it could be good or bad. And this is how we start the show. We talk about our sob stories about the people we've been fighting with. But Meg and I have an incredible show because news has been un raveling all day um yeah. and then the ftc hearing last week which a lot of us for some reason found ourselves listening to it like this um, yeah. I, I was so surprised i was playing games i was mowing the lawn and listening to phil on the stand we're going to cover that 
We are also going to cover Matt Booty basically explaining that he's going to destroy everyone in the world and leave no no bodies around um, when it comes to the console war. Just kidding, but we will embellish it a little bit. And um, we've got a lot to talk about. I want to give a big shout out to Pushing Polygons, the channel sponsor who is on my super class to is taking a class from me to learn about how to approach YouTube, how to get thumbnails together and how to angle videos and how to do production. And he is a supporter and sponsor of the channel. You could do that as well if you sign up on Patreon, but you're here because you want to hear about the news. And I want to give us just a brief second to shout out all the amazing people who are supporting the channel. Mark Carwell, KY Bob, Assassin Lupa, Jazzy Noop, Ricky Fallon, Jason Luan, Moby, Lord Sin Eater, William Riggs, Farscape, Matt Houston, Chance Wolf, William, uh, KY Bobby, Donnie Cezade, Suicide King, Assassin Lupa, Robert Jackson, Dante Moody, Betamax, Dark CMF, Gaz, Zenner White, Devario 2, V Simco Assassin, Poochie Dub, Hargy Chani, TK Chillin', Raiden Blade, Cooper Spectre, True 77, Mike Ford, Red Source, Quiz Armony, Attached Deer, Pesky Krogan, Pen Pineapple Pen, Trail Roberts, MacBound, Meat Puppet, Neil B, Xbox International Podcast, Red Wolf, who's here in the chat, Alan Adaltry, Gamer by Choice, Jedi Gully, Rippin, Highlander 01, Techno Caveman, Fire 71, That Blue Number, and Kung Fu Hot Dog, Silent Cypher, and Uncle Chowder. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, and welcome to, as I said, episode 107. Hit the like button if you're about to have time. Shout out to 600 people who are joining us on a crazy Monday. Um, and thank you so much. Let's get into one of the first topics, and that is, uh, it's a quick one, Mag, but I want to hear your opinion. Xbox raised the price of the Xbox Series X and raised Game Pass Ultimate $2 per month. What what say ye? Garbage. Next subject. <laughs> Sorry. Um, How dare this, you? This, How dare you raise the prices? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more up here, as I was talking about on uh, Primetime Gaming with uh, Mr. Boomstick, because uh, that was one of our topics that night right and so we we talked about it briefly and i said well it's a little more than a couple of bucks i get people like oh it's a dollar well for us it's now 22 dollars a month for game pass ultimate that's gonna start yeah i know uh so that's where it's gonna start making people make i know it sounds stupid i know for all of us because we're gamers this is what we do right this is what we do i buy stupid things look at look at behind me i buy stuff that i that are expensive but i do it because this is what we love to do however that being said there are people in this world who are having a hell of a lot harder time than all of us are, okay? There are people out there that are struggling with bills. There are people that are struggling to put food on their, fa- uh, on their table, okay? I've even heard stories of the food bank up the road of families with careers, people with, like, office jobs or whatever, are going to the food bank to get money be- or getting food because they can't feed their families. They're not going to start. That's where the hard decisions are going to start getting made with their kids. What's the first thing you cut is entertainment, right? So when you look at things like that, people are not going to pay $22 plus tax every month. You're talking about 25 bucks now, right? So yeah. that's where people are going to make those decisions and say, you know what? Maybe we'll hold off on this, or maybe we'll get the lower tier, or maybe we won't do this, won't do it at all. Or maybe people, and this is what, happen, this is what ends up happening in the, um, in the Hollywood uh, side of things. When streaming started becoming too expensive, piracy went up. Right. So, I mean, like these are all things that happen too, right? Because then people start doing that, especially on the PC side. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Anyways, it's not the, like, I, like, listen, I don't have game pass right now because I ain't playing anything on game pass right now. Why would I pay for something that I'm not using at this very moment? I will. Once I finish oh, yeah, my yeah, backlog. That's true. Yeah. You did, you did done, cancel it not long ago. Right. Yeah, or it like, put it, it on, ho- like, on hold. It's been on hold for two months. So yeah, I put it on yeah. hold because I'm like, 
There's nothing I want to play. Now, Lies of P is coming out, I think, August or September. That's the next closest thing before yeah. Starfield. And I'm looking at that. I played the demo, and I was like, eh! So I might let's just hold off another month on there, too. It's so tough. Maybe I'm not interested. I, I so finally played play it last night. The game is really, really tough. And, and really stupid yeah. dodge? Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it is okay, tough. You know what's funny? The, you know what's funny? Uh, speaking of that, the developers actually said something about that, and they said... We're going to fix the awkward dodge because it was the first thing I noticed because he kind of prances like you got this big thing coming at you like this big steampunk thing. And he goes, and I'm like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, what, what? and I'm like, hey, Pinocchio, man up. What the hell was that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. He does like this little tutu j- uh, jump, right? Like, like, he's well, doing I, mean, look, I mean, he's got a fancy shirt on, too. He's wearing well, that, that pirate shirt. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's there's nothing wrong with. It's a monthly service. Like, unless you paid for an entire year, like, why not just pick and choose when you sub, really? Um, and the way it is, Xbox doesn't allow you to get a massive discount by buying for a year. So, yeah, you should be. And, and my complaints about Game Pass not offering very many big games often enough has been a big problem the last year. News just broke while we were getting the show started that Pete Hines talked some trash about Xbox's approach to games. Um, I'm going to jump into this really quickly. Sure, he said, sure. um, I'm trying to find the part that I would just want. He's it basically, he says, did anyone at Xbox thinking about giving us at Bethesda and Zenimax a heads up on this? Todd is going to dice in a couple weeks. Now this is an email from February of 2022. So it's about a year and a half ago. Right. He says, you don't think a journalist might find him and press him. Why it's okay for Activision blizzard games to remain on peace on PlayStation. I'm going to interject some extra words for context, but not the Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield at any or every future interview he does, which is an interesting thing that they have to they have to combat, I guess, with questioning. And this is the problem. This is the thing we're going to get into very, very strongly today, Mag, where the whole attitude of the FTC, the regulators, the the media, the fans, where they say, what? How could you skip PlayStation? Where PlayStation seems to be entitled to every single game, rain or shine. And this is something even that Pete Hines uh, is complaining about because now they have to dodge this question or they have to take it front on that, no, our games, you know, yes, they bought us and they're buying Activision Blizzard, but our games are going to remain only on Xbox and PC and not come to PlayStation. And I think okay. even a year ago, Pete Hines expressed his frustration. And he's like, now we have to break that news to PlayStation fans. And I'm thinking, why do you care about PlayStation fans? I like Pete Hines a lot. I've always liked Pete Hines since I first saw him uh, on interviews like 10 years ago. But why are you worried about what PlayStation fans are thinking when you are bought by one of the biggest gaming platforms with you're nearly everywhere if you're with right. Xbox? It's like, what's the point? What's I mean, like, you've been purchased. They're paying your bills at this point. So you're no longer reliant on those other parties to be able to pay your bills, keep the lights on, uh, be able to have the payroll going and whatever else, right? So therefore, if that's no longer the situation, I understand on a fundamental level or even an emotional level saying, like, I feel bad for some of these games. Because you know what? If they're, enga- if they're engaging in the community, I get it. Because you're talking to these people every day or whatever mm-hmm. or on Twitter or whatever. So... Yeah, there's a little bit of uncomfortableness there when you're like, oh, crap, here we go. I got to release some bad news. Now I'm going to get a hellstorm of like DMs or whatever, right? I could see that. But 
that's kind of how it goes. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's part of big business at this point. You know what I mean? When you're dealing with big business, when you're dealing with that, you're going to deal with the fault with the fallout. Look at Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer doesn't do everything at Xbox. He's not sitting there cranking away at a game, and then he's flying over to the office to <laughs> working go on the jump mechanic or the dodge or the weird dodge. The we- he doesn't have to do the weird. <laughs> he doesn't have to do the weird dodge mechanic for Liza P. And then he has to go upstairs and do a Zoom call. Like yeah. you know what I mean with uh, you know with like Satya and everybody else. That's not how it works. But it is ba- it is bad PR. It's it's tough PR. But here's it's- the thing though. What I'm getting at, Colt, is that when something goes wrong, the first person they blame is Phil. Phil lied. <laughs> he lies a pee with his big nose and all this stuff, right? Yeah. And so that's yeah. part of the deal. So when Pete Hines is doing what he's doing, he's he's you know he's the front. He's one of the front faces of the company. He's not the front face, but he's one of the front faces there. You know, with with the whole lineup of people that work between you know with Bethesda and of course in Xbox Game Studios and everything else. These are the kind of things where you have to be like. This is what's going to happen now. It's part of the deal. Well, you're just going to have to take your arrows, just say what you're going to say, and then support the company that's now purchased you. Yes. That's the way. I'm just yes. saying. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm trying I, to say. I love that. I, I mean, tell, chat, tell me you're listening to Mag. Like, he, nail, he nails it down. It's perfect. I mean, yes, I can understand. If I want to try to see it from Pete Hines' side, like, Call of Duty's so massive that Phil Spencer's like, don't worry, we're not taking it away. He's like, what does that say about us? Let's play devil's advocate. What does that say about Starfield and Elder Scrolls? Like they aren't big enough and important enough to the world's game industry to remain on PlayStation just for the the pure fact of it looking like it has to be everywhere. Like you get, you can see that right, Meg, but I mean, come on. Like you said, you now are reliant upon, oh, you said it so perfectly. They're now, now they're not reliant on how many sale on PS5. They are going to be on Game Pass. They're going to be on PC. They're going to be on mobile screens, laptop, blah, 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 and Xbox consoles, right? So they do have a big audience. And like you said, either way, they're getting paid. Like Phil is footing the bill for their studio and their full-time employees. Now um, you got to support. Now but, you have to support. But if Starfield comes to PlayStation, it potentially makes the game bigger and more sure. ubiquitous and more popular because... Everyone is playing your massive space RPG epic. And that goes into a lot of what we're going to talk about today. So we'll hold on to the thought about Pete Hines. Uh, big respect to the guy. It's amazing. Um, well, there is a lot to cover today. Uh, Mag, we've got uh, a bunch of future or proposed acquisitions that we're going to go through today and kind of talk about those. Let me see. I'm jumping all over the place here. Let me see. I think I've got... Um, well, Highlander 001, welcome back to the channel member early access. I think Highlander might have either rejoined or was on the Patreon. I don't know, but I read his name every week. Uh, Pencil Karate, which is a great name. Thank you for the five. He says, I saw the fan art podcast, Colt. It was awesome hearing about your story, low-key inspired. Um, I don't know if you guys care, but I did. If you care to hear about how I got into doing YouTube, I think it's a pretty cool story. I talked about it on Ben Kenobi's xbox fan art podcast i put up a link on my twitter uh you'll have to you have to check that out it's pretty cool but let's talk about um these studios that are being purchased um first before we get into that phil spencer a bunch of stuff's come out from this fgc hearing which is going to cover later on in the show but mag phil spencer admitted today um throughout some of this information that's come through the ftc hearings that 
they sacrificed Xbox Series X sales in order to push all of that hardware coming off the production line into xCloud. Now, I'd heard this for a long time, and people had ridiculed me for saying that you could hardly find a Series X in North America. I don't know about the rest of the world, but mostly the Series X was a hard console to find. You couldn't easily find one, and you definitely couldn't find one for the regular MSRP price. They were marked up because they were so uh, hard to find. And now Phil Spencer admits that it may have been a mistake for how cloud is moving forward, but they had sacrificed, in his words, many Series X boards and SOCs to put them in the cloud instead of putting them in the store. And this Xbox showcase, he said that, it was pre-showcase, I think, he said, we are pushing those big time into the store, and they had not been doing that for about two years. Mag. Dude, I have I still haven't seen a Series X in the store, except for the one or sorry, the two that I picked up on day one when I had pre-ordered it and had the lineup outside, like whatever, like two months before. I have not seen one in the store. I've seen Series S's all over the place. Walmart. Oh, yeah. uh, we don't have, we don't have Target here anymore. They left. Uh, but Walmart, <laughs> uh GameStop. No, I'm serious, they did. They I closed didn't know the that. Shop. Yeah, like, we had, yeah, we had Target here for like a year, and then nobody went. So they were just like, all right, we're out of here. So they left and went back down south. Um, I also have never seen one in a store. I've never I've walked never by the electronic. One, never. Never. I've and I live in Washington S's. State. Yeah. Mag is in Ontario, right? Yep. Yep. And I, I've seen Series S's everywhere. Um, now, now when I've I say this seen... on like social media, like Twitter, people say, you can find them everywhere here in London, or you can find them everywhere here in, sometimes they'll say a state, but... Mostly it's overseas where they say that you can find them all the time. But North America, I don't know. I've heard it's it's really a problem. Who cares, I guess? Who cares? Whatever, Uh, man. Raise your hand in the chat if you Yeah, raise your hand in the chat if you actually got one. Uh where you were able to get one without waiting. But I remember we're like almost three full years into the generation and it took like two years for people to finally get one that I mean I had people in the chat like Brian Harris who're like I've been waiting almost two years to get one. So, you know, hit the like button if you're having a good time. I mean, we're just getting started. We have to earn that good time from you, but hit the like button. We've got 900 people watching. Let's talk about, um, we're, we're done talking about Phil talking about Series X. Xbox tried to buy Sega and Bungie. But- I told everybody about, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. I told everybody about this like a year ago, a year and a half ago, and everybody thought I was full of crap. And I said, guys, this was a real deal thing, and no, the mag's a lunatic. He's a psychopath. He's an old man. I told everybody, and then when they get, I go, so I guess it was news to everybody but me, but okay, cool. Sorry. M- sorry. I had to get that out of my system, Cold. Sorry, chat. I just had to get out of my system. Okay. Now, before, Carry before, on. He goes, before he goes any further on that, I, I want to highlight that we're going to name off some studios, some exclusive yeah. games, some sure. proposed acquisitions, and there's going to be people, even me or Mag or Special Nick or Randall Thor or Jez Corden or Jeff Grubb, right? They're going to say, hey, I called it. I knew the inside track. But a lot of this, I'm going to say this while also giving full due to those people who I who mentioned who do hear lots and lots of things, but a good chunk of this we're going to cover falls in the line of just great, logical, sensible Xbox should buy these people. It would be a great fit. And so I don't 
I don't know, Meg, if you feel like you have been able to get kind of some inside track on things and that's yes. where you get this second bungee thing or, or, uh, I mean, are you an insider? Not me, but yeah. yes, I do, get, I do get information. Most of my information is Hollywood, but that's a whole different thing. I've now been asked to be quiet about it because everything that I've been telling people is 100% true. So it's starting to track. So I'm like, I'm going to keep quiet. Yeah, there's a couple Anyways. things in here that might make you squirm in your seat as we as we get through it. Uh, just to, yeah, just sure. Up. So, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Um, you know more, way more about business than me, but Xbox said they were not interested in buying Bungie. Um, okay. Before I get into that, we're going to talk about the business part of that. I pose this question to you. Uh, who got the better deal? PlayStation tried to go after, this is also another topic. PlayStation tried to go after Bethesda and get Starfield to be exclusive. That didn't happen, but instead they bought Bungie and they're getting marathon. Xbox got, got Bethesda and got Starfield. So chat mag, my great sexy co-host. Who got the better end of the deal on that one? Oh, come on, man. That's hard to say because, you know what, Bungie's not, Bungie's not exactly a pushover either. I mean, for, considering what Sony was planning, uh, is, was, is planning on doing is moving towards that game. Not, not entirely, but they want to have a division that has a whole games-as-a-service kind of situation because they, they want their Apex Legends. They want their Call of Duty. They want their Fortnite. They want their Warzone. Right? Especially yeah. with the fact that they're about to lose the marketing, not the game. Let me reiterate that. Not the game, but they're going to lose the marketing to Call of Duty, which is the same thing as practically losing the game. Because then, you know, it'll be synonymous with Xbox at that point or whatever that, that goes through. Uh, the point is, is that they needed something like Bungie. They still got the Destiny thing going on. I understand that it's going to remain multiplat, but it will remain synonymous with PlayStation because all the marketing going forward and everything and any perks and anything like that are going to be on the PlayStation side of things, right? So therefore, it's going to come across as a PlayStation exclusive, at least in the eyes of the Joe Blows of the world, right? Uh, not the hardcore, the people in yeah. the chat or anything like that. So it is a good move for them. To get that single game Starfield, though, it would have been hot for them, but they would have, at the end, still only collected 30% of the sales of that, and the 70 would still go to to, uh, to the publisher, right? Oh, Which yeah, is not yeah good them, point. Right? Yeah. So the fact that they would money hat that, sure, you would get more people on PlayStation, you'd sell more consoles, you know Sony would bundle it, right? They would have bundled PS5s with Starfield 100%, because they've done that with every big game they've released so far, and, they were going to, and they're going to do the same with uh, Spider-Man in the fall. So... The point is they would have sold they would have moved a lot of units which they're going to move anyway because it's Sony, they're a global brand, right? And people will buy it just for the name alone and so they're going to do just fine. So I think personally, I think that it was just fine that they got Bungie because um, you know, as long as Bungie's new game lands and they stick the landing with what it, with with this marathon game, I think they'll do just fine. And of course with Destiny moving forward and whatever else they got coming up, they're going to do just fine. I think that that for their you know, but I think for obviously for Xbox, it was much more needed for Xbox. Let's face it, because you know, uh, like 2022 wasn't hot. 2021 was great year for them, uh, but 2022 really fell off, and the first half of this year hasn't really been great either. So the point is, is that they really needed Starfield. So the way that it kind of landed, it almost seemed like karma. It's almost like, you know what I mean? It was like it was in the stars, like it was meant to be. So like, mm -hmm. let Sony have their online game, okay? Whether, like I said, whether it lands, we'll find out, I guess, when it, when it comes out. Uh, but, you know what? I think Starfield people are really excited about Marathon and and the whole it, console, yeah. or the liaison for multiplayer from Bungie, which 
PlayStation sorely needs is really super important. So what I'm saying, so I think they both came out winners. Does that yeah. sound like reasonable? I think it's reasonable to say that they both came out winners. Xbox desperately needed a game like Starfield to get interest into the into the console, right? And yeah. then you've got I mean I mean other than obviously other than the fan base itself. I'm talking about getting new people into the ecosystem, right? So there's that. And then of course on top of that, then Sony's got a, you know, a shot at their online multiplayer uh, games as a service kind of game. So I think they both came out winners. I know that sounds kind of kindergarten to say, we're all winners. But they kind of <laughs> that's kind of how it played out. So I think it worked out. I mean, nice Xbox people. fans get to play Marathon and any other Bungie-created title. But, um, sure. but the they did pay quite a Sony. bit. I think they paid almost the equal amount of the Bethesda deal, wasn't it? It was like six, seven billion. Or something like no, that. No, no, no. For for Bungie, I think it was three point something billion. I don't or remember. Four billion max. Someone in the chat help us out, but I think it was between three and four billion. Yeah, I can't remember. It just sounded like a lot at the time. Let me ask you, Mister Businessman Mag, about this. Um, yes. Microsoft felt like the buying Bungie was a high burn rate investment, and okay. I looked up that I, I haven't heard that phrase. I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but. It basically means that they would burn through the run through the cash quickly with that investment into Bungie. And I don't know why or I don't know where they get that, but they decided not to go after Bungie. And PlayStation did. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with high burn rate when it comes to yeah, investments. Yeah, uh Hargeet Chani, by the way, shout out to Hargeet. Uh it's actually three point six billion, so there okay. it is. So yeah, I, I knew it was between three and four, somewhere in there. Were, but there it is. It's actually on, almost on the money. Yeah, yeah. You win. You win. The number is close enough. I I was double over, so I lose. And thank you guys, Mags, to take over the show because I lose. That's um, it. You're out. <laughs> just like that. Um, oh yeah. So and then some guy's gonna go. Colt was giving misinformation. He said they cost <laughs> seven billion, and he was trying. He lied. He was a yeah, lie of pee. Then- and you know what they're going to do? They're going to put Twitter tomorrow. It's going to be the thumbnail with uh, Colt with the big long nose. By the way, every time they've done that to you, you know that I've screenshot all those and I hang on to them just in case somebody, when someone trolls you and goes, Colt, you're a fraud, blah, 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 blah. So then I'll respond to that guy with that picture. I'll be like, you're right, Colt is a fraud. And then I put that picture down in there. And then when they realize who it is that's agreeing with them, they're like, oh, my God, this guy's Oh, my God. There, even yeah. his ho- even his co-host agrees with, with us. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> I gotta love, love that. Troll- I love trolling trolls. There's nothing funnier. Uh, anyways, um, high burn rate. Now, here's the thing. What what it is with Bungie? Obviously, I don't know the inner workings of Bungie, but what it sounds like to me is that they have massive overhead. Okay, so the st- <laughs> you know what I mean okay. to run the yes. studio. Yes. Um, my guess. Uh, first of all, I can't remember how many staff they have, but it is a lot. If, my, if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere close to like 500, something like that. Uh, and the studio, the the space the they work in, could be very very expensive. Uh, um, rent. You're dealing with uh, you know utilities, rent, those little sandwiches, um, five hundred little sandwiches with the crust cut off. That's expensive. I charge extra <laughs> for that. Uh, but anyways, you got probably about five. If I'm not mistaken, about five hundred staff. Right, that's a lot of money. Right, and then of course, like I said, it's all overhead at that point. But like I said, I don't know the inner workings of Bungie. I don't work with them. I have no dealings with them. But well, they've, they've earned their keep. That leads if, me to believe. Yeah, if they cost a certain amount of operating uh, money per month. They've definitely earned it, and you can't question that and and knock them down for and no. ask them to charge charge less. And they're doing fine. Like like for example, look at Rockstar. I th- I would imagine that Rockstar has a high burn rate too. Uh, incredibly expensive production goes into their games. Um, 
you know, they have a ton of staff, hundreds and hundreds of people working for them, right? Uh, they take forever <laughs> to release Rockstar the doesn't, game. doesn't like suspend two pallets with a bungee cord and say, hey, we're going to shoot a boat scene on this really quick. Like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 they're not doing that. The, Rockstar will go out to an actual boat, all right, and a yacht, and they'll be like, all right. And they'll listen, just screen, gonna, screen it in, yeah, they'll get, they'll yeah, get the they'll boat, and the, they'll like, throw buckets gonna, of water on them, yeah. They're like, yes, uh, they're like, sir, can we uh, rent your yacht for two days, and we're going ex- to we're gonna explode it just for, like, a one scene? And like, okay, cool. And then they'll blow it up with, like, oil drums and stuff, and they'll be like, all right, well, there's no, that's like, Rockstar is like, we gotta, we're not gonna actually going to use this part in the game. We just need to blow it up so our people can know what it looks like so they can model it in the computer. Um, that is a perfect segue into the, the total gear change we're going to make. Yes. Talking about the production and the studios and the people, because today news broke about Perfect Dark, and gosh dang it, it's not coming out in 2024. It's probably not coming out till 2026. And hey. I did not write down everything about this, Meg, but I don't know if you read, but I read an entire article that IGN put out where they had really dug into what's going on with the studio. I'll give you guys the quick story if you haven't heard. The initiative studio was was established in Sony San or Sony Santa Monica in Santa Monica, California. That's a little slip of the tongue there. Um, <laughs> they were established in Santa Monica in California. They were supposed to be a high grade AAA studio made up of the industry's best. And they brought together some 40 people to lead a project. And that would be perfect dark. And I did not know this, but I told my audience and people in my video that I'm going to close this poll because 96% they say that Starfield is going to be bigger than Marathon. There we go. We'll end that poll. Um, I thought that the whole plan was Daryl Gallagher is the lead of the perfect dark game. He is the guy that revived Tomb Raider and Laura Croft in the 2010s and made that amazing set of games. And he worked with Crystal Dynamics at the time. So uh, what happened was Crystal Dynamics was brought on in 2021 to work with the initiative. Everybody's like, what happened? They're in development. Heck. And I said, don't worry about it. This was the plan all along. Now here's where I was wrong. I said, it was the plan all along for Daryl Gallagher to bring his old crystal dynamics team back and work with them, co-locate or, uh, or to contract with them to do all of the heavy lifting for perfect dark. Turns out today we learned none of that was true to that point in 2020 or 2019 even, they hired Certain Affinity, a team that is works with the Activision Blizzard team, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't look that up, but I was pretty sure Certain Affinity is a studio that is affiliated with Call of Duty, and I think... I always get these two mixed up, and Har- if Hargeet helped me out in the chat, there's another studio that has a similar type of name that works with Halo's multiplayer suite. Who is that studio, guys? What's the name of that studio so I can do Process of Elimination? Um, that worked on multiplayer maps and was supposed to be working on a supposed uh, battle royale for Halo. Uh, uh, I think play a player saying that certain affinity. Um, certain affinity, I saw. Um, okay, I, I don't want to look right, it up while I'm but... doing the show, but I thought I knew off the top of my head most of this stuff. I know off the top of my head, Hargy is certain affinity the Halo like helper. Yes, yes, Alvin is saying it. So is Hargy and, yeah, and others. Yeah, it's starting to so. Come through, yeah. They <laughs> they worked with a team that helps them with Halo to build Perfect Dark. And for the pandemic hit them, and they all these teams were coming up with vertical slices and builds for Perfect Dark. 
and nobody liked what anybody was doing. Some people liked what they were doing and leadership was kicking out those ideas. At one point people started to leave and then they decided to scrap all of their work. People, when Drew Murray left, who works for Insomniac, that's when the initiative knew something was really wrong because that kind of like broke the seal. And then people said, you know what, I've had it. And what I heard was Daryl Gallagher, and if you remember him from the videos, he's very tall, brown hair, glasses, looks really, really smart. Uh, he's probably one of those guys like my way or the highway, and people were getting really frustrated with that. So once we got through the pandemic... The initiative finally asked Crystal Dynamics to come on. Moral of the story is that nearly hardly anything is created for Perfect Dark, and they plan on the game coming out in the next two to three years. So I would venture holiday 2025, around the same time Fable is completely finished and ready to rock. So this is not what we expect, especially when we just heard like a few months ago, Meg, that Perfect Dark had this first person parkour thing like that abandoned or not abandoned uh unrecorded uh, um, demo remember that yeah. like gopro thing mag what do you how do you feel about this i don't know if you were like big on perfect dark i really wasn't either yeah, but. I, no no i mean i'm not like i just want to see what they've done with it that's really what it is because i all i can think of when i think about that game is that what the hell is that bloody game with uh from uh that ea had they had two of them with the girl mirror's edge, the eight, mirror's edge. yeah yeah I, th I figured it was going to be like a combination of Mirror's Edge with a little bit of first-person shooter uh, thrown in the mix kind of deal, right? Um, that's what I figured it was. Uh, or like uh, even if anybody plays VR, um, the fast version of like you – know, uh, anybody know that game Superhot? Which is oh, a yeah. Great yeah, Superhot's VR great. Okay, yeah. okay. And so a great like dimensional game. Yeah. Right. And like that kind of idea, right? Of super hot. You know what I mean? Like you're picking up ashtrays and smashing them. You're running, you're jumping through windows, you're doing this and doing that. So I figured it was going to be like a combination of those two games plus whatever else. I don't know, whatever else they're going to be doing. A first person shooter, um, Call of Duty ish kind of thing. So, anyways, the point is I just want to see it. I'm interested in it. But, however, I've also reached an age now where I stopped pining about every single little thing that's coming out. Like, like for example, let me tell you something. I'm excited for Deadpool 3. But I don't have a candle in my window waiting, counting down the days. I have other things to worry about. You know what I mean? I have yeah. other games to play. I have other things to do. I have other consoles to play. Uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, Xbox is going to be releasing a whole bunch of games between now and then, which is not going to be an issue, right? So while you're playing those games, I'm sure no one's going to be crying themselves to sleep that, that, that Perfect Dark is not coming out next year, right? Like I said, you've got other fish to fry, folks, okay? And especially if you're a multi-console owner or PC owner, there's tons of games to play on the Xbox starting in the fall. Same thing with PlayStation. Maybe not so much PlayStation this year, uh, but uh, or the, the second half of this year, just the one game from all I know. Uh, that, and then the third-party games, we're busy, folks, okay? We're busy doing stuff. Don't worry about it. I, my guess is when they say things like years, my guess is going to be fall 2025. Okay, because yeah, let's yeah. not forget, it is the summer of 2023. Okay, so two and a half years from now is still going to be October of 2025. 2024 sounds like it's already shaping up, right? Yeah, I mean, it could, it, could be even, it could be even 2026, and I'm asking the audience in a poll, and polls are if so very is, important. Yeah, and like, I mean, like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go with it one to two years. I'm going to click on that one. That's fine. Well, a lot of fans and, are saying, that's okay. Like we have Starfield and then we've got Avowed and Hellblade and 
and then we've got Fable, and we've got all these games that are coming out in the in the interim. And, but I'm asking the audience. Party. Oh, tons of third party. And the, money the added count. stuff for Game Pass, right? Yeah. Like yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying from the Xbox side, not PC, not Nintendo, not PlayStation. Just on the Xbox side, you've got those first party games, which which makes me laugh, by the way, that a lot of people they put so much focus on that. And I'm like, is that all you play? Because if that is, that's a pretty lonely existence there. Because you know, when it comes hey. to exclusives, I, I understand they're important, yeah, but my God, if you're only playing two games a year, three games a year, like come on. What I'm trying to get at is that people keep forgetting the so many third-party games to play on top of it, which are fantastic games that you don't want to miss out. Like Alan Wake Two is coming out this fall. And another most Call games of Duty come and go, though. Like, like Alan Wake Two you know may be I mean? amazing, and it may just kind of come and go as a really great three or four weeks in our lives, and we'll move on to the waiting for the next sure. big thing. And I, I asked the audience, when do you want games announced? And really think about this. I know some of you are already voted, but. One to some games get announced one to two years for a release is, is option A, or would you rather the three to four years to get like the reveal trailer and learn about what the game is? And I know there's a lot in us, especially if you're here watching the show, where you like to be hyped and build up that generation of hype as it goes along. But for Xbox lately, they've announced stuff early in 2020, right when the pandemic started, and now they're like, oh crap, like. We expect to be a year or two ahead of this, and now we're behind. As a content creator or somebody who does podcasts or people who like to talk in forums, like it's cool to say, oh my gosh, they just revealed this. I wonder what it could be. But then that frustration sets in where I'm not super excited about Perfect Dark. I don't have any affinity for Joanna Dark as a character. I didn't play the games back when they came out. But knowing what Daryl Gallagher and Crystal Dynamics can do, I'm super excited. Like You can say that, Mag, Like if you're not a fan, like, you're excited to see what Daryl Gallagher and that team could do like they did with Tomb Raider, right? So that's cool. Like, right? Raise your hand. Uh, you know, 1,100 people are here. Thank you for being here. Hit the like button. But yeah, I mean, that stuff's really cool. But I was really kind of bummed out this morning when I'm like, I figured Perfect Dark could be like, we'd see it next year. Maybe it'd be out in a year. So this isn't super crazy for me. I think what it did, what I learned is from reading this article is, Whatever you expected from Perfect Dark, give it one more year, and then it's finally going to come out, I think, what we learned you know what from they, this. What they need to do now is, now that this has come out, can we all do, you know, can they, can they do everybody a favor? Just shut up for, like, the next two years. Don't, don't talk about it. Don't give me stupid emails on Twitter. Don't give me <laughs> screenshots. Just shut up and make the game. And then when the <laughs> game is ready to, like, launch... Give us trailers. Give well, us this. Give us that. Stop with the nonsense. Like, cold. I'm tired of it. I'm tired I of know. De- well, developer diaries. Nobody cares. People like, come on, man. Well, like, that's a that's a shot at that's a shot at Ninja Theory, which I agree. I'm, I'm like at this enough. point. I'm done. I'm done with the developer diaries. Like, show me some ding dang gameplay. But Matt Booty's tried to like wait on information, but he's getting grilled. And the media, thank for thankfully for them, is like, what's going on with Perfect Dark? And it was last summer. Uh, it would be one year ago in July right. where he said, right. uh, he's like, they said, how do you reboot Joanna Dark and Tomb Raider in 2022 or whatever? And he goes, he laughs and goes, uh, very carefully. And everyone's like, oh no, what does that mean? Is she going to have breasts or, you know, like that sort of, that, and the people fly yeah. off the handle, but. I know, but like now it's time <laughs> to buckle down, do your thing. 
like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and talk it like, just like we were like, you know, we're, we have other things to play. We have other things to talk about. I know I'm not going to, we're not going to sit here like once a month and we're going to bring up perfect dark for the next two years. It's not going to happen. I think you'd so punch me work. through the microphone. Wouldn't you? Oh, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, what, you know, like every single month, someone has to say something about uh senuous saga. I'm like, guys, enough let's just wait till the game comes out we'll play it like i'm excited to play it but geez i don't want to keep talking about it over and over because we know nothing you know what i mean and the thing is yeah, with this game yeah. if it's you know a lot of people in the chat they're agreeing with the sentiment like some people are like i don't want game announcements or people talking about games that are still in the dry erase board you know what i'm saying yeah it's like I, well it's like i'll close i'll it. close it's that cool. discussion with with the other side of it where xbox had been with just three studios, you know, a Halo, Gears, and Forza studio basically is all they had. And for a long time, we're like, what is Xbox going to do? What is the future? And right now, with the roadmap, I did a trailer. I put out a, a graphic, an infographic of all the games. And now we as Xbox fans can say, I'm looking forward to Fable, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, you know, Avowed, all these games, Perfect Dark. Like, there's all these things that I know finally that Xbox is making and I know that we can all celebrate, like, yes, we're glad Hellblade is coming and all these games, but some of this stuff can be just a little bit, I'm tired of the small updates that don't sound very promising, but things are still really, really good. Let me read a couple supers here from Lady Foxfire. Thank you for the $5. She says, I can't believe Microsoft almost pick up Sega. And then she cries, crying emoji. And I switched to PC Game Pass. I still need my Xbox games, by the way. She says she's wearing her X and C hoodie. And then uh, nice. awesome. If I wore that right now, I'd be sweating. But shout out to Lady Foxfire. Red Wolf, my good friend. Thank you for the fives. This Colton Mag. If I would take if I would take them, bring and you could still find them. What in the world did he write? I'm trying to do a translation of his um of his misspelling here. It was mistype. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Hold on. I would if I would take then bring and you could it. still find them, would they then be found within the thing that would take and bring to eat? Hmm. Gosh dang it, Red Wolf. He's such a troll. And I love him so much. And shout out to Silent Cypher who gifted five channel memberships for the channel. Thank you so much for doing that. Um that will give you early access and get you into the monthly merch giveaway. Grumble, grumble, thank you for the five. Says, my friend just picked up a Series X at Walmart, remote area of the country in the upper peninsula of Michigan. So out in the middle of nowhere, where one of my good friends probably lives. Uh, I think Underachiever lives up in the middle of nowhere in Michigan. And um, he does, he goes to Menards. He goes to Menards, which is like a department store or a, a uh, I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> goes with stories like, I found a PS5 there. Uh, Dead Planet, thank wow. you for the five. He says, the more news drops about what Xbox behind the scene, the wider my eyes get. They're gobbling up a ton, and I can legitimately see why Sony's worried. We're going to get into that as well. I want to. we, we got to kind of have to go at a breakneck pace because there's so much to cover. Jax82, thank you for the five. Says, Bungie was under Xbox exclusives. Bungie under PlayStation. It becomes multi-plats. I don't know if that is the truth. If Xbox bought Bungie, would they be exclusive? I bet you Bungie would demand the same treatment they're giving PlayStation. So sure I would, would assume, sure would. Would, right? I, I 100%. Yeah, and you know what? It would make sense anyway. Again, it's that it's the age-old thing that we've talked about over and over and over again. Of uh, The fact that, listen, it doesn't matter where you put the games. Microsoft is going to walk away with 70% of the sale. So or the or the microtransactions or whatever, right? Because mm -hmm. they're the they're the publisher now. So who cares where it's going? 
You know what I mean? So like, yeah. like that, that that shouldn't matter to anybody. I, I don't get that. Like, if you're in the Xbox ecosystem and you have Game Pass and you and that's what you want to that's what you want to play your games on, great, fine. Wonderful. You're getting the games in Game Pass. So don't worry about who is someone else is on the other side and PlayStation is going to get the same game for 70 bucks. That's a them problem. Just worry about yourself. The fact that you're getting it, good enough. And then Microsoft can still make those sales over there. Take 70% as the publisher's fee, 30% to Sony. Everybody wins. Everybody's happy. And good night. And we're learning that the FTC doesn't quite understand how that all works. We're going to get into that as well. Uh, that's pretty funny. Detective Tease, thank you for the $10. Says, good evening, guys. Just want to drop in and say cheers. Risk it for the biscuit with a $3. Says, hey, chat. Hey, Cole. Ugh. Hey, Bruce. Ugh. God, <laughs> risk it. I keep seeing his name in the chat because it's in green. And like I'm just like, oh, what is all this green I'm looking at here? Oh, I, I see what he says. He goes, it's bloody freezing here. What is it, 110? Is that is that cold enough for you? In Wait Australia? a minute. No, no, they're in they're in wintertime now, I think. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know how that works. Let's see the curvature yeah, yeah, of the yeah. earth, blah, blah, blah. Math, I don't want to do it right now. All Dead I know Planet. is that the toilet flushes the other way. That's all I know. <laughs> it does. One last one. Dead Planet says, it's only Monday. Imagine what we'll know by Friday. Thank you so much. Let's talk about um, crap. I, I want to get into this FTC thing, but there's crap. still more stuff. Indiana Jones is exclusive. No one would have believed it. Mag, we talked about this on the channel here. We talked about it on the podcast. We talked about I how there's no reason why Xbox should have to adhere to a multi-platform deal if they own the studio, if they if they now have control of the IP for the content. Like I said, why in the world would the contract way back before Xbox bought them say, okay, you can use Indiana Jones character, but you must release it on everywhere. Um, I don't think that's how it works. I talked to Chris Grinnell, who used to work. Thank you, Mag. I talked to Chris Grinnell, who used to work for PlayStation about 10 years ago, and he said that when they acquired the F1 license, there was a acquiring for the franchise and it never says anything about there like you must release on an on an Xbox console. It said it has nothing to do with the franchise uh, permission. It's just to create a great game and maybe follow some branding standards. So here, Pete Hines, lovable Pete Hines, says in the FTC hearing uh, information that well, I think he was on the stand. If I remember, that was like way in the beginning, and he said that Indiana Jones. After it was acquired, after they were acquired by Xbox, they were told it's now an Xbox exclusive. And holy crap, who would have thought that Xbox really was vying for our exclusivity um, wonder? <laughs> what, what do you have to say about the Indiana Jones thing? Is that a, is that a bombshell? Uh, well, I... You know what? I hate to be that guy, but you know what? You know what I got to do? I got to timestamp all the things that I've said over the last like two years. I I, I said, that, said that the game was going to be exclusive because it makes sense. It's It makes sense to stay exclusive because it's not a games as a service and it's not a multiplayer game. And I said that from the beginning. I said I, I, my personal feeling was that every all the games from Bethesda and now ABK in the fu- in the near future – all the single player games for the most part I think are going to remain exclusive all the multi all the all the multiplayer and games as a service games uh, and community style games will be multiplayer because it makes sense for the to keep the communities going to keep the online going right because you want to keep the communities large and full you want the you know you want the lobbies full of players you don't want you know what I mean you don't want the game to drop off the best that's way to how do they that die. maximize yeah that's, that's how, how they, they die, die. 
Yeah. And the best way to maximize your profit, maximize engagement, and maximize microtransactions is by keeping it open to everyone. Indiana Jones does not fit into any one of those categories. This is a single-player story adventure, and the good thing about that is is that what it does is that the single-player games, they can utilize them to attract people to the Xbox ecosystem to get people in there, and then from there they can they can do whatever they want, become you know Game Pass subscribers, whatever, right? So you utilize that, and at the same time you also keep the community alive by having games as a service <coughs> on all fronts. So what yeah. you're doing is that on the multiplayer side you've got the community thriving, and then you've got more people coming into the ecosystem playing, you know, these single player games, attracting people. Like for example, your Starfields, your Elder Scrolls Six. Right, your Indiana Jones, your Wolfenstein threes, those will all remain exclusive to, to Xbox, and that is how you attract more people into the ecosystem, and that's what they're going to do. And so this was no shock to me whatsoever. I think it's great for the console. Uh, I hope that it doesn't reflect on like you know to the mixed reviews on the movie or whatever else. But if the game is hot, it doesn't matter what the movie's doing. Now, yeah, the other I think thing it'll be is, separate. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that people are going to have to separate it in their minds, right? As Like I said, as long as the game's hot, it doesn't really matter how the movie does. Now, the thing is, which is tracking like a turkey right now, unfortunately. But anyways, that's a whole other story. Um, right. So here's the thing. When it comes to exclusivity and all that kind of stuff, where they say, oh, well, it's a licensed name. Indiana Jones is a licensed name. It belongs to Disney, blah, 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 because they own Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm and everything else. Yeah. The thing is with that is that it doesn't actually really apply. And the reason why it doesn't really apply is because... Look at, for example, on the Sony side, not Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, because Spider-Man's a whole separate story. Yep. Wolver- look at Wolverine. Wolverine is owned by Disney. Okay? They're owned by Fox. Well, you know, they're, they're owned by Disney, you know, through Fox, whatever else. They're, not- they're exclusive to Sony, right? That's a licensed character that's owned by a third-party company. That's, that's going exclusively to PlayStation. So right. why, would it seem that- why would it seem that far of a stretch that Indiana Jones would be exclusive or- to Xbox? It's or, the same thing. Why would you sit here and tell me that Indiana Jones would not be exclusive when PlayStation just signed a deal to get Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic exclusive to PlayStation? So exactly. at the very so least, another, you, sh- you should thing. have been able, as an anti-Xbox fan, you should at the very least say Xbox will probably only be able to do a one-year exclusivity deal with, with Indiana Jones. But from what we know... Uh, and somebody in the chat wrote it, and I don't know. Let me look. It was a green icon. I will. I will. I will get it. I will get it. Somebody said, "Ah, crud." I, I love the chat so much for being so fast and being so active that I I can't clock what somebody said. I apologize. I love to give people credit for saying things. Somebody said that they renegotiate. It was a purple. It was a purple name. They said they re- renegotiated the contract with disney after the acquisition so there was that talk like could they go back and and reset the contract or change it to reflect it to be an exclusive and if that's true i don't know if it is hi darth vicious if that's true i don't know but regardless it is exclusive now negotiate means that disney uh, wanted more money and Lucasfilm and Marvel are bleeding money right now so they'll take anything they get so if they could if if they take like one of those sandwiches with the crust cut off Exactly. Well, hey, 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 Colt, those are expensive. All right. Well, I mean, uh, it's, bread, it's a big bread deal. Is doubled in price. So th- that's <laughs> purple, purple. Thank you, Jay the Earp. That was funny. Um, I remember, I remember that as a kid. Um, anyways, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, Disney will take whatever they can get their hands on. So that they can renegotiate, they take an extra 50 million out of it. 
or a hundred million, yeah. right? To, to as a licensing fee in order to do that, that offsets some of the you know the losses of like what's going on over there, especially yeah. at Lucasfilm and, and Marvel. So you know, they'll, like I said, they'll take anything they can get their hands on. So I I, I think that that's uh, like I said, it's plausible and it's reasonable that, that now, I guess it was the more money. It was an easy change, and it was Joshua Zemanek sure, who said different? it. Shout out to Joshua for saying that. I don't know. We don't know how true that is. We'll just take it as a discussion topic that they went back and negotiated the deal. And if they did, fine. If they didn't, it doesn't really matter. Either way, it's correct. And I appreciate the discussion. Um, Let's talk quickly about Indiana Jones. In the Lex Friedman article with Todd Howard, Todd Howard says, it's not just one thing. It does many things. It's not just one thing. And I thought, what does that mean? Everyone wants to know. Is it first person? Is it third person? Some of the information that's come out this week because of that says that Indiana Jones is a mix of first and third person. And that leads me to believe, Mag, that it's definitely not a uncharted ripoff because it's not going to be a third person cover shooter with uh, climbing. It will probably be a mix of puzzles, shooting, traversal. I I don't know. Survival? Who knows? But we do know. know that Todd Howard has wanted to... He's pitched this game since the late 90s to Lucasfilm and LucasArts, and he's wanted to make this game for a long time, and he said in his interview that Machine Games is perfect for it because they're good at that Nazi stuff. <laughs> and well, when he yeah, said they, that, they, they, they kind of have, <laughs> they, they have a knack for it. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, yeah, that's basically what he said. And um, Machine, I just want to reiterate that Machine Games is basically only made first-person shooters, but that doesn't mean... That that studio cannot bring the camera back and animate a character. Now, I'll just pose this to you as before we move on to Indiana Jones. All those characters that you fight interactive in the Wolfenstein games, they're all in the third person and they're all fully animated. So there is something great to be surprised about with Machine Games in Sweden to see what they can do with Indiana Jones. And I don't think the game is that far off. Maybe it's a year or two years away at this point, at which I thought it was plausible that we could see a reveal of Indiana Jones sitting next, right next to the risk it for the biscuit at the showcase a couple weeks ago. And we were elbowing each other. Is this going to be Indiana Jones? Is this going to be it next? So I think we're probably going to see it next year, which means it will probably release that year or the year after. So sure. I don't know. I'm excited. Again, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm interested because like I said, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Like uh tomb Raider uncharted, um, series are like two of my favorite. Like I would put them in my top five favorite series of all time. Uh, and I've been gaming a long time there, folks. I've been gaming for 45 years. And I could tell you uh, that in, uh, that uh, Tomb Raider and Uncharted are two, two of my, uh, in, like I said, my top five favorite series of all time. So I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I love the ancient artifacts thing. I love the like, you know, the exotic jungle locales and like the deserts and all this cool stuff that they do in, in those movies. And uh, anyways, um, I'm all, let me ask you a question. Oh, let yes. me ask you a question. Is Indiana Jones an eighties character or do you think of him as a all time classic architect well, he's, who he's timeless. And you know, the thing is when you go back and archaeologist. watch archaeologist, he's over uh, there. Oh, well, this house. Can, if I put be, atrium yeah. windows in here, <laughs> I'm going to turn this into a duo split. Um, here's the thing. Um, he's timeless, and he was designed that way. If you go back and watch the original trilogy, it doesn't look dated. Mm-mm. It doesn't look like it's from the we, 80s. We did that a year or two ago. Yeah, it, like you, it really you watch, holds up. 
You could watch the 4K of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It looks like it came out yesterday. Um, there's nothing about... Now, I'll tell you one thing funny, though. If they put, which they were originally going to do, Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones, that would have dated the hell out of it because he had the oh. big 80s... He had the 80s porn mustache, right? And, and yeah, the Ferrari. And he yeah, and then and you had the Ferrari, Ferrari in there, which was not um Well, periodic. I watched... I'm sure you watched the uh, the footage. You, could, you actually could see it on YouTube now. It's on. There oh, now. they have you they have test footage, footage of him. Yeah, of him. I and, mean, I wouldn't have hated that, but so like he was great, but like it would have dated it. The point is, I think he's timeless, and that he that's the timeless. way. I mean, I, I mean, you know, and then I mean, I know the new movie. He's an old man. Whatever. That's the point. We all get old, kids. You know, that's the funny thing. Like, look at this old man on YouTube. Look at these two old men. I'm like, what? Are you not going to get there? <laughs> Like so, what's, what's my going on? Are you when, going to Mars when I say tomorrow? Some, when I say something dumb like Indiana Jones is a great architect, and they're like, "Wow, you're so dumb because you're bald." I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know." <laughs> uh, okay, I, I get after Gaz because he hassles some guy on Twitter for losing his hair. I'm like, "Gaz, come on now." Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna skip this next one on my list. So. Let's talk about the FTC hearing and all the news that came out. And some of this is really super entertaining and great and, and has great discussion. But the FTC right now is so perplexed of where Xbox is leading. They tried to push a couple of reasons why this should be blocked. And they're in front of a federal judge. And they're grilling Sarah Bond and Pete Hines and Phil Spencer and Satya next week. And they're trying to prove that Xbox is going to ruin the world by buying Activision, Blizzard, and King, which in the they grand are. scheme is like a very, very small, uh, in the in the games industry, I mean, I know Call of Duty is massive, but like there are so many studios out there doing incredible things and moving the industry. And I think, <laughs> I think Activision is not one of them that is moving the industry, but they're so perplexed and they're so used to the conditioning that PlayStation buys their games and holds them away from everyone else, that they just cannot fathom that Xbox plans to buy these studios and give their games to nearly everyone. In some cases, give their games to everyone, even PlayStation, but for the most part, leaving out Call of Duty, I mean, it's such, it's such a discussion because most ABK games will remain the status quo the way they are. But they're so perplexed that PlayStation for so long has been compartmentalizing and holding their games away from the rest of the people and blocking them from Xbox that they do not trust or believe that Xbox truly wants to put their games on every Windows device, on every mobile device, on every tablet, on every Xbox console, and on the cloud available to anyone with a modern screen. And this is the argument they're up against. Xbox said, we at Microsoft are in a very unique position to be able to go spend well, I mean, this is the this is what they get. This is kind of, I'm kind of uh, jumping ahead here, but Matt Booty said in 2019 when he was brought on as boss. Now, keep in mind, Mag. Some people think of Matt Booty as like he doesn't know what he's doing. He needs to be stronger, and he needs to get out there and help the studios. This is Matt Booty when he signed on with Xbox. We are in a very unique position to be able to go spend Sony out of business, and he says he wants to spend two billion to three billion in 2020 to avoid competitors getting ahead of their content. And that was a, an email in 2019 that got outed in the middle of the FTC hearing. So um, this also, Mag, where Phil Spencer said that PlayStation uses the money they get from Xbox games like Minecraft, uh, Bethesda games that are now on. Um, there's There are 50-some games that Xbox sells on the PlayStation, like 
Wasteland 3, Psychonauts 2, Outer Worlds. He says they use that money, Mag, to go and spend to block games from ever releasing on Xbox. Your thoughts? It's not personal, Sonny. It's just business. By the way, chat, I have a spotlight on top of my head that makes my skin look whiter. I, I see people, Cyber, I see you. And I saw somebody else laughing about it. Uh, they're, they're like he came, he came back whiter from his vacation. I'm like, actually, I'm quite tanned. But like I said, I got this bloody light on top of me here, and with this bloody light, it's so bright and it's like neon that I look like I'm like, like it's like I'm glowing. Uh, I also don't have any body hair, by the way. That's a thing. So like everything reflects off me. It's kind of funny. Anyhow, he he, I tell him to take off the hat because I love the way his it, 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 he looks great with the with the shininess and the smoothness and he doesn't like the highlight i'm like it's like a moonbeam i love uh, it dude it's like a, it's like it's like the top of the luxor hotel in like vegas it's like a beam that shoots up to outer space it's like i can't do it. no i can't do it i can't take the hat off otherwise you'll all be blind and i saw poison maniac i saw you say something about that uh anyways here's the thing hey chat keep it on gaming instead of his bald head we'll talk about that in another show no they're talking about how white i am uh but uh, how- anyway it's ridiculous. Anyways, here we go. Now I'm all now I'm all kerfuffled. What were we just discussing? Okay, let me let me go back and just say, what do you think about? It's kind of a dumb moment, but but Phil says they take oh, the right, money right, they make the, off the games right, that we have yes. to release on PlayStation, and right. they use that money. I mean, he's embellishing it as but as he's a, not wrong. He's not right. wrong, but that's that's what that's what, of course that's what they're doing, and that's what that was something else that they were talking about when that when when Jim Ryan, by the way, like what was it last year when he said. That uh, he wasn't worried about losing, um, he wasn't worried about losing Call of Duty. He was worried about you losing the marketing or whatever because he didn't want it to go over there because they lose that marketing money. What ends up happening is that they start losing sales because people will play it on Game Pass as opposed to spending the 70, 80, 90, 100 dollars up front, especially for Call of Duty with those like, you know, with the season passes and like the, the deluxe editions that people pay for. So, they're getting thirty percent of that, and that's a lot of money. What do they do with that thirty percent? They use that to fund their first party, and they use that to money hat third party deals to keep them exclusive to PlayStation, even if they're timed exclusive, right? right. Timed exclusive to me is the same as permanent exclusivity. You know why? Because after a year, the game is dead, and nobody playing it anyway. So the point is, even if the game comes out a year later on Xbox, it's gone. If if you wanted to play it, you were going to go play it on PlayStation, and they're banking on that. No one's sitting around except for the PC guys. I don't know how the hell they do it. But, like, they'll sit around and be like, oh, just wait till it comes to the PC. And I'm like, what, are you going to wait, like, six years? Jeez. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the point is is that that's what they do, right? Yeah. And so they, they use that money from Call of Duty, that 30%, and it's a ton of money, okay? It's a lot of money, and they use that to money hat your Final Fantasy 16s. They use that for your Forspokens. They use that for the Knights of the Old Republic, um, the Final Fantasy VII. That's just like four I can think of off the top of my head as money-handed. And then they use that other money. They What do they do? They funnel it over to Naughty Dog. They funnel it over to Sony Santa Monica to be able to fund their, third, uh, their first-party games on top of that, right? Or their I Sony think their third-party games whatever. on PlayStation don't typically do very well, the same as Xbox's third-party exclusive games, um, barring like the Square Enix titles that do really, really well. But well, I think they I mean, also have that problem where the stuff they go in Money Hat um, doesn't do, you know, even uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop weren't huge, probably huge sales for them. And no. you're right. Once they came to Xbox, nobody really cares. Like it was like, just, it a, was a, it's it was, just a little in, in game pass and, and they're great games, but it no does really no kill the mood, doesn't it? it? No one's saying they're not great games. 
but it does there's no story when when uh when ghostwire tokyo came out i maybe saw three people tweet about it uh when yeah, um uh, what's the other one when death loop came yeah when death loop came out i saw a couple of people play it but by then it was already gone the game's dead so like it's just like you know what and like i said it's not saying the game's bad it's just that after a year it's gone it's been done. It's run through its cycle. And like I said, they bank on things like that. Now, I'm not talking about marketed games. I'm talking about actual, like, ex- exclu- of course. exclusive, timed exclusive. Like, like, for example, Resident Evil 4 and Hogwarts Legacy were both marketed through Sony, and Sony made a mint off that because yeah. the majority of the sales, I think it was like 60 or 70 percent, if not higher, I think it was maybe even higher, were on PlayStation. They made a mint off those games. And what did they do with that money? They utilized that to money hat. Other games that will not come to Xbox or Nintendo, right? Or PC, for that matter, right? And they do all that so that they could keep people in the ecosystem. I get it. I understand it. So Phil's not wrong, right? Is it nefarious? Sure. But is it also big business? Also sure. What the hell do you think these guys are doing out there? They're there to make money. They're not there to make friends. I have a good friend of mine who says things. It's not show friends. It's show business. Shout out to Everborn Saga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That and that's good, what yeah. it is. At the But at the end of the day, can you blame Sony? No. But Phil is right to bring that up because he's saying, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on out here. No one's out there to make buddy buddies. Everybody's out there to cut your throat. That's why it is in the real world. You go out in the real world, everybody's stabbing you in the back the minute you walk out the door. I deal with it every day. Trust me. The minute I got people smiling on my face. And then when I leave, everybody's trying to take my job. Right? That's the way it goes. And that's the way it's always going to go. So it's, it's cutthroat. But the FTC needs to know that that's how business is run. And then, and then because of that, that is why Microsoft should be allowed to be able to purchase this so that they can compete on the same level. That's what it all boils down to. That's Hold what on, Phil's I lost Meg's at. mic. Meg? Hold yeah, on, I'm he's... here. There he is. Uh, for some reason, yeah. it cut out for a second for me, but I'm not sure if it cut out for the audience. But if it did, just repeat your last sentence and we're good. Well, I was gonna, I was just gonna <laughs> repeat the last sentence. Then the last sentence was, is that the reason why is being brought up? I'm not like I said. No one's blaming Sony for doing what they do. That's their job. Their job is to make money. However, the reason why Phil brought that up is that they do this. So can you please at least give us an opportunity to be able to compete on the same level and fight back? That is what he's asking for. And, and the yes. thing is, when you're, when you're walking into a gunfight with a butter knife, all Phil's asking for is, can you also give me a revolver? You okay. know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I'm getting at. So, th- th- I think that's what he's getting at is that, listen, that's how they operate. It's nefarious. Sure. Is it big business? Also sure. But, again, at the end of the day, if you want to compete on the same level, then give Microsoft the chance to do so. And I think that that's why he brought that up. Yeah, and I want to say that I also – I don't hate what I can't disagree with what PlayStation does when they grab timed exclusives or they go and money hat something because it is part of business and it does do great things. Also, side note, Discord's been doing that to me lately. I've been chatting with Gaz or Mag and I can't hear them for a second. And I don't know why I've told you before. I don't like Discord very much, but thank you. They were able to hear you the whole time. So if that happens again, yeah, if that happens again, I'll just uh, I'll just try and catch up. But. Um, there is a lot to talk about with this with this deal because recently Phil said through this FTC hearing information was that they were not in the business to go and money hat things away from PlayStation. So they're taking a totally different approach. And I asked Xbox in my We Need to Talk video, I'm like, you guys need to aggressively go after and buy something to keep it away from PlayStation. And unfortunately, I think 
Microsoft and Xbox don't want to look like the bad guy, but I don't know. I mean, well, you kind of have to have those. You you have to have those unique games. But the way it stands, especially if Activision Blizzard King closes in Xbox favor in the next couple of weeks, Xbox will not have to worry about money hiding. They already got game studio publishing games. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the games they're working through in a list here that I want to talk about. Xbox won't need to go in money hat stuff. They'll just be able to do partnerships and all of their 32 studios. It'll be or something. So um, we got to talk about the total irony and the, uh, the hypocrisy of some of the news that came out about this is that Redfall and Starfield were told by Xbox to stop or never do development for PlayStation on those games. Now, Keep in mind, Bethesda closed in, if I remember right, I think it was October of 2021. I think. And Redfall was not supposed to be out for another year before it got delayed. And Starfield definitely wasn't coming out for another year or so. So it's my understanding, Mag, that Starfield and Redfall likely never had ever a PS5 version in the works as those things come very late and last in development cycle. So it is quite possible that Redfall never had a playable version that could have been ported to the PS5, and definitely Starfield wouldn't if Redfall didn't. But the hypocrisy is that PlayStation fans, before Redfall started to smell like a dried turd, apologies, they were begging. They were begging for Redfall to get the port and come to PlayStation because heaven forbid PlayStation doesn't get a major game that everyone's talking about. And they were port begging. They were calling foul that Pete Hines said we were told to halt development and not put Redfall on the PS five. They were begging and crying and wailing in the streets until IGN showed some really bad footage and the preview started to go south. The same thing has happened with Starfield. We talked about the fake petition last year, but make no mistake, Mag, they want Starfield on PS5 because it will be the biggest game this year among giants and possibly the most talked about game of the generation if it lands the way we think it's going to land. You know, the thing is with that is that yeah, I saw how quickly everybody got real quiet when uh, <laughs> when Redfall didn't uh, land, uh, didn't stick the landing. Um, it's interesting, but listen, it's because when you've always had your way for so long that when something's taken away from you, you feel like there's an injustice there, right? Not looking at the other side of the fence where things have been taken away from that side of the fence forever since their in- since their inception. Uh, they don't look at that. You know, all the things that have been excluded, all the Japanese titles uh, have been excluded from Xbox for a long period of time. Yes. JRPGs that there are fans of, uh, they would love to see them on Xbox. They can't play them there because they're never, they're never coming there. A lot of Square games not coming there. A lot of other the things, uh, uh, you know, third-party uh, time and exclusivity not happening on Xbox and all these different things. Phil's talked about that a few times. He's talking about how he wanted to get more Japanese titles in there and everything else because of the stigma around an American company, let's face it, right? So mm-hmm. there's all these kind of things, right? So you look at that. 
So there's a lot of injustices on that side in that respect. And I'm talking about Xbox. I'm not talking about Microsoft. Microsoft is like a multi-trillion dollar company. Nobody needs to cry for them, okay? But Xbox as a division, uh, you know, they're a little bit of a different situation. They're not, they don't have $3 trillion to work with, right? And they almost went out of business a couple, you know, until Phil came in there. They were, they were set to be sold very, very soon uh, before Phil jumped in and basically saved the brand from, uh, from extinction, or at least from sale, ending up who knows where. It would have ended up at Apple or at Google or at Amazon at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, the point is, is that there are all those injustices on that side of the fence. But then when it happens on the other side, who've been living large, eating well, getting fat, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm being serious. You know, living Exclusives. On, you know, Right and, yeah. and living living large over there, and all of a sudden you take away one or two things. All of a sudden it's an injustice. From their point of view, it is an injustice because they get everything they want. So well it's like said. Spo- it's, it's like that spoiled child, right? That spoiled entitled. child who gets everything and entitled, and all of a sudden you take away one thing from them. Well, it's the end of the world now. So that's exactly what's happening, right? Sony has been denied nothing, right? Right. Outside of yeah. like outside of actual Xbox exclusives, I'm talking about actual like like your Halos, your Gears of War, whatever, right? But I'm talking about like anything that's uh, out available in the playing field. Sony has been denied nothing. So like it's also think about this. Think about the super rich guy that nobody says no to, right? <laughs> Everybody, those guys are usually the biggest jerks on the planet because they no one says no to them, right? They could ask for whatever they want, and 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 it's always yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Imagine how that guy's going to react the one time that someone says no, right? Right. They're going to freak out. Oh, they're yeah. going to freak out. They're going to push their, you know, they're going to push their grand piano uh, right out the second story window of the mansion. It's going to end up in the pool, and they're going to freak out and have a and have, I was have a big hissy fit and all this other kind of stuff, right? That's what's going to end up happening, and that's what's happening here. That's the, the way why the I way Mag looks at the world is how we grew up watching cartoons, right? Everything. <laughs> That's My life that, is a three-ring circus. It really, so, it really is. Um, it's, uh, that, but I'm serious. That's what I'm saying is happening, and therefore, this is what's happening now. This is this entitlement, and like I said, because they've been denied nothing. Well, the entitlement is purely on the pl- on the PlayStation only fans. It's not on Ooh, Jim PlayStation Ryan. has only fans now. Oh yeah, you know I I love to I love <laughs> to make the joke, but the guys who refuse to play on a great PC or refuse to get an Xbox, like they're the ones who are the most angry because how dare a big popular game get denied from me. And I refuse to go buy an Xbox because just, it gives me the hives thinking about having an Xbox in my home. Like those type of people are going to be super ticked and fake petition or not. Like that really is the attitude that they, that they do. And I see the same thing from diehard Xbox only fans who will say, oh, you know, this game's trash on PlayStation because they can't stand dude, to play stuff on there. But dude, I have I, to I say on PlayStation that people people come after me like even some not in this chat so much, uh, but there's other chats where people like come after me and stuff because I played a game on PlayStation. I'm like, guys, dude, <laughs> like, relax, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, like a multiplayer, like when you played um, Hogwarts or whatever. Yeah, I mean, give me you know, Hogwarts, I played on Xbox, but uh, Resident Evil 4 and people oh, were right. freaking yeah, out. And I'm was. like, eh, okay. But anyway, I mean, whatever. I mean, <laughs> we do have some of that home team stuff going on. I understand that. Um, Whereas Jim Ryan said that he was quote more than okay if the deal went through, and you talked about this earlier. Contrary yeah. to their public statements, so you know he sent in a pre-recorded Zoom call video, you know dot Jim Ryan dot MP4 whatever, and said, you know, uh, I don't know what his statements are. We haven't really heard them yet, but 
He's you can more sell than that enough. clip on iTunes. I'd buy it. <laughs> right. right. Uh, the problem is that Jim yeah. Ryan had one one modus operandi. Is that the right word? He had yeah, one thing, yeah. and it was to make Xbox's deal as crappy as possible and then fail and then walk out and say, good. You know, like he just walked in and knocked down the Lego tower and and smashed the sandwiches and left. And he's like, well, the party's still going to go on and everything, but at least I made, you know, I farted and left. <laughs> and that's basically what he did was he, he flew to Brussels and did all this so that he could... They gave that narrative to the FTC and it shows through so strongly in the FTC hearing as the lawyer sits down with Phil and asks some questions and we're going to break them down right now. Um, essentially no attention has been paid to Sony's grand list of exclusives they are offering and not offering to Microsoft. The FTC is sitting down and grilling Sarah Bond and Phil Spencer about what are you going to do with this? Where are these games going to go? Who are you holding out? What kind, you know, what kind of licenses are you going to do? How are you going to screw over the public and the customers? Barring, I mean, of course, when you go into a court, the court case is not about PlayStation, but it's very, very obvious that everything they present to Phil isn't based off of the tattletelling in the playground that PlayStation did to, to give them a foundation of scrutiny for what Microsoft is doing. Now, remember, as you take a step back, ABK for Xbox basically means everything will pretty much stay the same as it is. I'll reset for the audience. Thank you so much for being here. How many do we have watching? We have about 1,100 people. Hit the like button. Let's get that up to 500 if you're having a good time. We're going to try and give you as much great, impactful news as possible with some great commentary. Thank you so much for enjoying the XC podcast. If you are, hit that like button. We're also on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, after the fact, and you can check it out in the replay here. Thank you so much for being a supporter. Let me see if I can go back to where I am. Remember, ABK is basically, for all intents and purposes, anything that ABK puts out the door in the near future will stay on PlayStation. Jess Corden of Windows Central believes that the new survival MMO uh, Project Odyssey from Blizzard would probably be a multiplayer online or an MMO game that will be multiplat. Uh, you're not going to see another Overwatch. You're not going to see another Diablo for five to ten years. You're not going to see any of these, uh, a lot of these franchises renewed. And it's basically just Call of Duty, continued support for Overwatch and Diablo. And they're already on. So j- I don't mean to overtalk. Everything from Activision Blizzard will probably still remain on PlayStation. And this is the new approach. And now that yeah. is under scrutiny. So the FTC said. Uh, they started asking Microsoft about if it what it meant that acquisitions could produce exclusive costumes or items on Xbox while holding exclusive content like DLC away from PlayStation. Asking them, Meg, if they would be pushing content to their Xbox customers and holding it back from PlayStation even if they keep the game. Oh my gosh, the hypocrisy of something that PlayStation has been doing for a decade. The FTC says, you're not going to do this, are you? While well, PlayStation is doing it right now. Yeah, and I, like, I think that they're purposefully not looking at that. I think that they're ignoring that fact because they're like, well, it's happening right now. There's nothing we could do about it. But we're talking about the future. And that they're, using, they're utilizing that as an excuse at this point, where, right? Where they're like, 
oh, well, it could be happening today, but, you know, that's something that could be remedied down the road because it's no longer going to be an issue when you own it. So we don't want you to make the same mistakes that Sony did. That's how they're wording it, right? So they're making it seem like it's like a, like a virtuous thing. It's not. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they could do when they own it, they have the right to do what they want with it. Mm-hmm. Right, unless they actually write down concessions and they have something that they have, like a, you know, they actually have documents with concessions that say you will not do this, 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 and this, and then we'll pass it. But this is no longer the case now because now it's in court, which means they got no legs to stand. It's either going to be a yes or no, unless the judge decides there's going to be some concession in there. But I doubt it. I don't see the judge giving any concession at all. And it says, listen, they're also going to look. They they also do something. Uh, you know, a lot of judges do something, and lawyers do the same thing. Uh huh. They they look at what everybody else is saying because they get they get a feel for the room and what I mean by the room I literally mean the globe because okay. if you look at all the different countries all over the world have passed it with no concessions whatsoever. Oh yeah, they, yeah. They, I didn't think about that. It, they've passed it unconditionally in how many countries now? Right, and so and so the judge is sitting look- there watching Phil Spencer get grilled by an, an FTC uh, representing lawyer. Right. And the judge is thinking, well, everybody approved this with no concessions except for the UK and the US, but those are huge markets. They're um, huge markets. However, they're still going to look at that for comparison and they're going to look it down this list and say, oh, you know, I, I, yeah, at the same time, I get it. Like, you know, the people dancing in the streets because because Chile, uh, you know, passed it with no concessions. I'm like, okay, but how, how big of a market is Chile, to be quite honest? I'm no offense to people from Chile. I'm just saying, in comparison to those. Way bigger markets like Europe, UK, and of course North America, uh, right? So they're all they're all in there. So anyway, the point is is that they, they'll look at those things in comparison and they say, "Hey, look, I, I just saw twenty six countries approved with no concessions. Let me see their reasoning for it." Because if you look down, it'll show you the list of the reasonings of why they passed it with no concession. That she's going to keep that in mind too. Part of their job is research. They're going to look at what everybody else is talking about and doing. She's going to keep it to herself until the day comes uh, when, when she has to make her decision, which is going to be at the end of this week, right? So that that's that that's all part and parcel with what's going on as well. So they have to, you know, she's going to have to look at that as well. But anyway, the point is, is that this at this point, any concessions have to come from her, right? So what I'm getting at is that from the judge, has to say, from the judge, yes. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. When I keep saying mm-hmm. her, I mean the judge. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, yes, Sony's doing that stuff right now. What FTC is doing, they're talking about something on a fund- on a fundamental level or a philosophical level of saying, oh, well, they're doing something wrong. We don't want you to do something wrong either. And I'm like, well, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? If they're doing yeah, it yeah. And, and it's considered fair business, why can't they do it and be considered fair business? I mean, I didn't that's, hear that from Phil or I'm Sarah. Saying. I never once no, no, heard them no, say, well, PlayStation's it. doing it. Like, I never no. heard that. You're not um, going to hear that because they got it. They have to play. They have to. They, they still have to stay in their lane. Yeah. If they don't stay in their lane, any little thing that you could say, they will take that and use it against you, right? So you have to be careful what you say as well. I mean, they're dancing a very fine line here. Okay. Well, it's basically all of like Phil's answers were very like, yes, yes, I did. Yes, to the best of my knowledge. And I think if you're under, um, if you're under an investigation or questioning on court it's probably good practice i wouldn't know by experience but it's probably good practice to just answer as briefly or as strictly to 
to the questions as possible instead of saying, well, actually, you know, and, and Phil did a couple of times. He did try to explain because it really sounded like the FTC lawyer has no idea what Xbox is doing. In fact, at one point, Phil had to explain to the FTC lawyer who should be fully versed in mergers, acquisitions, investments, and business decisions. He had to explain to them that an acquisition is completely different than money hatting a game for exclusivity, which I remember laughing while I listed out on my phone where Phil said, a merger and acquisition buyout is a cash in hand investment. Like we're not going to buy something or we're not going to make something exclusive. We're purely going to put cash in and try to make a turnaround on that investment as quickly as possible for our company and for our investors. Like this is what we're doing. And what we do with it is part of the reason why we're buying them. But it was so funny how the, the lawyer tried to conflate that mag that, if they were going to just go buy like KOTOR to be exclusive instead of just buying the studio, um, they did not understand that. The other best part of this, Mag, was the the lawyer made Phil Spencer swear under oath that he would keep Call of Duty on PlayStation forever and then continually tried to make Phil swear the same oath about other possible games. And this judge was so annoyed by the lawyer trying to get Phil to swear under oath under other future obligations that were not related that the judge had to stop and cut off the lawyer and tell him to stop asking Phil to swear under oath and and like basically make legal legally bound agreements right there on the stand. Did you hear about this? Hold on. It says you're muted. I do not know why. There we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Go, yeah, go back. Go back I, to when I said, did you hear about this? Uh, <laughs> did you hear about this? Um, the grilling, but making him swear under oath. Go ahead. Right. Um, the thing to me, this comes across as uneducated and unresearched. They clearly are unprepared, haven't done their work. They, they seem foolish. It, it's, it's, it's almost an embarrassment. And I mean, and the funny thing is, when Brad Smith says we look forward to our day in court, I think he knew that, <laughs> that this is what was going to happen. Yep. I think he was well aware of the fact that they had no idea what was going on. Um, but they said the, the judge thing. muted you, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it, no, the, the FTC muted me. Uh, here's the thing. I think, to me, and I think that the FTC are acting in a different way. They're acting more like activists than they are you know, um, a, a division of the government in terms of right. they do, they do sound behavior. like that. And they seem more like, they seem more like, like they're working towards uh, activism as a, which seems to be a prevalent theme running through North America right now. Uh, especially, ext- you know, whatever. Anyways, I'm not going to get into all that, but the point is, is that, that, that that's what it seems. That, so they, it seems like they're working on something on a philosophy as opposed to hard fact and business. Right. And they're like, you know what I mean? And so, like, they're trying to project their philosophy of how they'd like to see the world, not realizing how the world actually is. And you know what that shows to me? That shows lack of experience in the world. It shows that they do not know what the real world is really like. 
And it's like it's like when you get like a like a like you hire a kid at a job who's never been out of his house before, and they come in and they're like, "Oh, you you need a safe space? Welcome to the real world. You either do this job or you're fired. Well, that's I've, it. I you know what I mean? For the like government. that's how it is." I work for the government. And they typically are in their own bubble, their own perception of how the world works, and it's something they have to work through on every occasion or every thing that they're working through. I, I'm trying to keep that generalized, but yeah. uh, the activist thing that that, <laughs> that that kills me because. But it's true. You know, it's true. Like they're 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 working on a philosophy with no hard fact behind them and 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 doing so they're looking foolish king hell you're absolutely right slacktivists there you go uh, they don't want to put in the work yeah. but they got these grand philosophies of how we're all supposed to live our life you know it's like it's like you don't get it you just don't get how the real world actually works and you need people who are strong and understand how the world works to make it move you know what i mean it's not based on your thoughts and feelings and emotions and that's yeah, how they're really acting I feel like we've talked about it a million times, but when you think about the, if you take a step back and think about Activision coming to Xbox, the, the worst thing that happens, the absolute worst outcome of Xbox owning Activision is that they will make more money than they used to. And then when you hear Phil Spencer say, we don't have any intention to, you know, make money had at exclusivity deals. We just want to make our games available to anybody on the Xbox platform. You have to wonder they have absolutely no leg to stand on, and this thing oh, could be over very, very soon. And I'll tell you right now that if Xbox closes with Activision and Blizzard, I will be a very <laughs> intolerable person uh, just celebrating like crazy uh, because Activision doesn't do anything for me. If you're an Xbox fan, you already have access to all their stuff. The only thing it does is just gives more money in the gaming segment for Xbox and that- That's how it was to me too, Cole. I don't care about right? Activision. I don't care about Blizzard. I play one game from them, and this year, I may not play it at all for reasons. Uh, Call of Duty, and that's that's it, right? So, like, other yeah. than that, this deal does nothing for me. What it does do, exactly what you just said, is that it puts more money into the gaming division so that we can enjoy more games from first party because all the money they get from being a publisher is that they're going to utilize that and put that into first party titles so that we can get better games, better yeah. services, better uh, consoles in the future, whatever, right? And so it funds the department so that we get, as a gamer, I get more games. That's all that yeah. matters to me. Yeah. I don't care where it's coming from. It could come from Nintendo. Well, maybe not Nintendo. But, like, you know, uh, Sony, it comes from Sony, great. It comes from uh, Xbox or Microsoft, great. Just give me the games. I'm a consumer yeah. at the end of the day. And so, therefore, by doing this, they're not against the ropes. They're in there, and they're going to be producing great tw uh, titles because guess what? Competition breeds excellence. And if and if Sony is, you know, if Sony's punching, uh, throwing haymakers, then Microsoft's got the chance to throw haymakers. Guess what? The people who who uh, reaps the benefits of all this, us, the consumer, because we're getting all these great games because they're all fighting for our attention, and that's how it's supposed to be. Right, and therefore yeah, that's yeah. all it does to me. I don't care that Call of Duty's going to Game Pass. The hell do I care? I'll buy the one game for seventy bucks, and that's all I need from them. You know what right. I mean? Right. I mean, sure, maybe if Call of Duty I'll, goes I'll to Game Pass. Catalog. It doesn't. It doesn't save me a lot of money per se. But cares. Um, Activision Blizzard has so few games they put out anymore, and and it, I don't know. I would just say that PlayStation is doing the same thing. If their games sell really well, if they money hat something, it does really well. That money circles back in, and the and PlayStation fans get to reap the benefits of 
continued great support. And this is where we needed Xbox to be. And here's where they are moving on to the next thing was, uh, <laughs> Oh, just, this reiterates, uh, these are notes from the FTC that Sony has done these exclusivity deals over the years and will continue to do so. And Xbox will, unfortunately, I think they would do better to take some of that money and, ex- and buy something to be exclusive. But apparently they've looked at the math Meg and they feel like exclusivity into game pass doesn't seem to make the right turnaround. So just keep bringing great games. The, the next thing was that they ended the FTC hearing by bringing on a representative from Google to talk about Stadia and the, and the state of cloud gaming. And this actually turned out to be the most pro Xbox cross-examination that went completely to left field against the FTC lawyer and proved to them that their only leg to stand on being cloud gaming is actually (laughs) tripped out that one leg. And now they have nothing left to stand on. The Google representative talking about Stadia said, let me see if I can find it. Um, that cloud gaming is nascent, a difficult market, and a fraction of this overall deal with Activision, Blizzard, and King, and completely annihilated the only standing order that the CMA and the UK have against the Xbox deal with Activision, that cloud gaming was going to become their monopoly, saying it's nascent and a difficult market. Meg, for those of us who don't speak French, what's the word nascent mean? Come on, don't put me on the spot like that, nascent. Um, look, that whole what what a way to frame a question. Um, anyways, here's the thing. I don't think it's French uh, either. No, it's not French. Uh, it's coming. Uh, by the way, uh, nascent means, especially of a process or organization, just coming into existence and beginning to display signs of future potential. So, so very small, just two. getting started. Yes. There you nascent. go. That's basically nascent. That's what. That's that what happens when you use so, fancy words. You know, you just waste everybody's time. Why don't you yeah, just say "goo goo gaga"? That's yeah. All. Just say that. Everybody would have understood that. Um, yeah, that whole even the, the whole the CMA cloud thing that that has no legs either. It's just it's just a matter of at this point, it just seems like it's just a, a, like maybe they're just trying to show that they're going through the due process so that they were passing things too quickly. But now process. they're looking. Yeah, yeah. Now they're looking foolish. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Now they're looking foolish at this point. So now it's like, well, what was the point of all that? And then now you just look like fools. If you were going to pass it, just pass it. I mean, going through the due process. However, FCC, FTC seems to be much more aggressive about it. But in the end, uh, I called day three, which obviously I was wrong. I was going to say this thing, this thing, this case was going to be closed by day three because it was so embarrassing. The first two days, I'm like, wow, this is. Oh, like- I mean, FTC does not want to lose. Like they're going to go to the bitter end. And I asked. Um- I asked one of my friends, like, what happens after this? He says, well, if if Xbox wins, if the federal court, federal judge says, I'm not going to file an injunction, meaning I'm not going to allow this to be stopped at its point, that the FTC would, would turn around and say, I'm sorry, I'm speaking a lot of legalese that I don't like. If the judge sides with Xbox, here we go. Someone said in my comment section, it takes Colt like a mile to get to the point. If the if the judge if the judge sides with Xbox, FTC would do an appeal process, but typically the FTC doesn't appeal, so they'll just take the L and walk away. Let me read a couple super chats. Hargit Chani, uh, about a half an hour ago, gave away a Game Pass Ultimate three month code, a Street Fighter Six code on Xbox, 
a Resident Evil 4 remake code on Xbox. And I'm sure those got uh, Game of the Year redeemed. Yeah, so far. So far. Oh my gosh, Game of the. That's a whole other discussion we'll probably talk about here so in the next far. couple of weeks. There's so many Game of the Year uh, nominations coming up. Hardy oh, Charlie, we gotta wait. We gotta wait till the fall. We gotta wait till the fall to talk about it because there's so much on the way. Hargit Johnny with a five dollar super chat says, "Dark filled Disney on Indiana Jones. I've altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further." I love that. I love it. Uh, Juan Guzman, thank you so much for the twenty dollar super chat and in blazing orange. Thank you so much, Juan. He says, "I think they're trying to disrupt the business model so that moving forward, games as a service and Game Pass subs will pay for the single player." creative projects and start that loop of self-sustaining content creation to feed game pass. I like that. Cause one kind of says a lot of what you were saying, mag about make the games as a service things available to everyone, make the single player strong for game pass subscriptions. So yep. I think that's where they're going. And I hope that that's the right move because if I was in charge, I'd be like money at everything Buy all the studios. We're going to cover those studios in a minute. Risk for the biscuit says, I can't believe we find out like this, though. Thank you for the $3 risk it. It's funny the way we are. We learn this stuff because Phil's in front of a judge, spilling his guts, emails coming out. There's confidential documents we've been talking about today. Um, Going to get arrested. It'll be great. They should have, they, they should have uh, televised this. Can you imagine the ratings? It would have been amazing. Anyways, carry on. Yeah, it would have been. And, and there, thank, shout out to a couple people who are risking being thrown in pr- prison by streaming the audio portion of the hearing um i got to listen to it and they they yanked it from their uh channels before it posted so they wouldn't get in trouble red wolf says they're the no discs clarification for starfield let them know colt there was a whole fud thing yes. going out that starfield that, wouldn't yeah. include a physical disc they wouldn't sell one the collector's edition wouldn't everybody was freaking out but that's the support said it wouldn't but they were referring to one of the editions they yanked that reply on twitter and we waited like i don't know five hours before we got clarification yes if you buy the collector's edition the steel book you get the disc i don't know why people care so much but there are that 20 percent still buy physical and um some people are still worried will the whole game fit on the disc i don't know i have a hard time empathizing with that mag i don't know why the disc, I'm just- is, just, the disc is just a key um it's just a key to access the game that's all it is um the game is not on there. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's kind of on there, but not really on there. I, they, I would think I, it's, that it's the, hard to, it's, it's the hard ready to, to go version is probably not there. It's just the nature of the business. And, and, and when I say why, that, Mag, yeah. I, I apologize profusely to those who collect. They like cracking open the disc. I get that. But it's just hard for me to feel that when I left that behind like eight years ago. Um, you know what it is? Uh, there's Now, there's something to be said about people who collect physical media in terms of like uh, film, TV shows, or uh, music, because A, those products are on the disc. It's not like you have to, you know, it's not like you buy like, let's say a 4K um, DVD, uh, 4K Blu-ray of a movie, you pop it in, and then it's got a download, or or you know what I mean? Or like, right. or you have it's, access, ready to rock. Like, it's right on there. The reason why people hang on to those is because what's happening now, a lot with these extremist uh, activists out there, are censoring everything. So people want the original music, the original words, the original language, the original, fi- that kind of stuff, right? Uh, music, same thing. And a lot of it has happened. There's a lot of censorship going on out there, which is ridiculous. 
But it is happening, and people want that. Now, in terms of the gaming, it doesn't make any sense of the gaming because no one's really censoring the gaming. So, but I, I get why people want the physical cop, uh, physical uh, in those other areas. As for video games, that I think is just strictly for collecting. Uh, it's just for collection purposes. That's all it is. So that you have a disc you can look at. Um, the game is not going to be on there. Like I said, maybe por- uh, portions of it are on there. But basically, at the end of the day, it's just like an access key for like someone who gets like you know when you get like a like an access key to like a like a review key for a game, it's the same thing. When you put it yeah. in there, it's basically just a license that you own the game. That's all it is. Yeah, and I mean, I do. I feel 90% bad for, for dismissing the physical thing, and I put up a little poll, and the poll actually I, I, looks like the actual sales figures we get, 80 to 20%. Exactly. But those and 20% I, I matter. They, yeah, that, I game, yeah, that's a, I there's game a lot share, to it. That's why I go Game share is really important, me. right? If you game yeah. share, you get to share your games. If you're on physical, that doesn't happen. Um, there's a whole thing with it, but I just don't think we're out of the woods for physical games or the collection. And um, I don't know. I just hated pulling that disc out of the case thinking, what if it snaps in the middle and it's completely worthless? You know, I've, I pulled out a CD and it cracked in the middle and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> um, anyway, but let's move on that. I, I apologize. You know, I was a jerk just then. When it came to physical games. Thanks a lot, Red Wolf, for making that happen. Uh, Narso94, Narco, thank you for the five-pound super. Says, LG OLED coming in tomorrow. What's the best-looking game on Xbox Series X you guys recommend to show off on it? Um, uh, Hive Busters. Dude, I was going to say that. I mean, from a first party, from a first party yeah. um, perspective, I would say High Busters on Xbox. I say the two best looking games I've seen so far this generation of anything has been Horizon Forbidden West for Sony and Hive Busters for Xbox. Now I'm going to throw a curveball to you, Nariko ninety four, uh, and this comes from Dealer Gaming. When I first got my first true HDR, I got the OLED, I got all that stuff. One of the games he had me load up. Now don't laugh. One of the games he had me load up was Sea of Thieves. Now, just hold on for a second. When you go out into late day and get on the water and you're at 60 frames or you can run the game at 120 frames mode uh, on uh, on your Series X, when you get out there on the water and the sun, the sky starts turning orange and purple and it reflects off the water, it it is some of the best looking representation of video game you're ever going to see in such a strange way. It really will make that at least just load it up for 10 minutes, get out on the water and just take the view in and then you can change something else but definitely do gears five hive busters or uh sea of thieves uh, as a nice little test of color it, it's amazing they're great tvs in fact if my wife's listening i want to buy three more uh i'll get it like a you know 94 inch in here and then we'll throw yeah we'll, we'll just uh we'll just make that happen Meg, can you approve that for me thanks appreciate well, that yeah 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 i got it i got it don't worry about it <laughs> uh silent yeah. cypher thank you for the two dollars it's okay mag i'm tan too <laughs> I can't believe they it's gave you crap lights. about your tan. It's the lights. Yeah, I, I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, Jax82 with the $2 says, people forget the 360 gen almost destroyed Xbox. Yeah, I mean, Fair. kind of. Uh, the, the red ring thing was pretty bad, but they had so many money had a deals, and they had they were putting out so many games. Because back then, you could finish a AAA game in two years. You really could. Most big yeah. games took about two years, sometimes three so they were just yep. cranking out content, and boy, we were having a good time. Silent Cypher says, with a five, PlayStation OnlyFans account only consists of candid camera Jim Ryan photos playing on Xbox and PS5 dying due to liquid metal issues. Let me bring right, up God. briefly that 
Final Fantasy. Oh boy, Final Fantasy is basically running at 1080p down to 720p in performance mode. It runs up to 1440p in quality mode. Digital Foundry said today that you should only play it at 30 frames. And I don't know what's going on with this thing. I don't want to make it a whole discussion, but the 30 frames thing is, uh, is this an actual problem right now? And it's actually really where we're at. And I, I played the demo at 30 for quite a while. And I was like, it's pretty nice actually. And then when you, like we talked about last week, Meg, then I, yep. I didn't want to switch to the performance mode on purpose. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be playing Starfield like this. Does it really hold up? And it does hold up really well. Contrary to everything I've yelled into this mic over the past couple of years or yep. a few years. And then I switched to performance mode. And it's like, <gasps> yeah. Every time, every time. Yeah, so I always tell I can't, people, can't do it, man. I can't I do it. I can't. I like. I once I once I got a taste for it. I can't go back. I mean, I told you about that uh, that Jedi Survivor situation. I was playing. I'm playing in performance, and then for some reason, after I turned it off and I turned it back on, like a couple hours later, it it went back to default 30 frames, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I was literally getting an eye ache. Cause I'm like, what the? Hell? I'm like, why do I? Why do my eyes hurt? And I'm like, why is it so blurry? And I'm like, I, I thought there was something wrong. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I went at the pause. I went over to, the, I went over to the menus, and I saw that it went back to it went back to default performance. To or, quality. Sorry, to, uh, to quality. Yeah. So I had to change it to performance, and I'm like, there we go. And so we were back on board yeah. again. Like I, I can't do it. So, Thirty frames I mean, is I, all about conditioning your mind to just, just deal with it. And you get a sharper image, but man, that trade off. Rob Cruz with the $2 says, any news about contraband? No, it didn't show up at the games event. I heard that they need an extra year. So I thought showcase would be this time, but it wasn't. So I don't have any news about that. I got to get into this list of studios that Xbox wants to acquire. Let me grab these last two super chats. I am in 3080 with the Australian 10 says, what's up, fellas? Do you guys know how early you have to pre-order Starfield to get the full five day early access? The day that the five-day access is up would be actually technically all the way up until the game release for everybody. You can get early access. So as long as any time you order is fine and people have even ordered a game two days into early access and still got access for it early. You just don't get that extra punch of money, I guess. Jofo Loco of the 78 Incorporated US Gaming. What a great name says. If and when Microsoft closes, I love his optimism. He says, whom should Microsoft Xbox try to acquire? This is a perfect super chat. Thank you for the $10, JFO Loco. He says, and will this be within the next year? Sega, WB, Striking Distance, and others. Um, Megatron's in the chat. Shout out to Megatron. He says, it's great to see you at LA Fan Fest. Megatron, dude, it's so good to see you whenever I can see you. I, I remember I walked up to him and he's like, hey, you remember me, Colt? I'm like, oh my gosh, do I remember you? He was like trying to test me, like, does he remember me? How could you not remember Megatron? He's amazing. All right, let's get into these studios. And he's probably like 65 feet tall with a gigantic gun. Yeah, no, no. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> he, I mean, he is how, how, do you, how do you how do you miss him? He goes through buildings. He's yelling about the the you know Megatron's awesome. About the, he is he is tall. About Optimus Prime. He wants the all spark. I don't know. It's, it's the whole thing. Onion, bro. I saw what you. I saw what you wrote, scumbag. Oh, what did he yeah. say? I don't know. He said. Call he, him said out. Full, he said I'm. I'm full of it because uh, because I'm being dramatic about the 30 frames. I'm like, okay, whatever you want to believe. No, Anyhow. no, 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 no. He's not being dramatic. Like it is pretty. It's. It can hit you in the face pretty hard. But like I said, you have to you condition yourself to, to deal other, with it. 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you go from one, I was playing 60 FPS for like two hours. I took a break to eat lunch. I went back down and played the same game at 30. And then I went, like, oh, whoops, what happened here? And then I went and flipped it back to 60. It was extremely it's noticeable. It's like the lights because, come on. It, it, well, because yeah. you're playing it side by side. But if you're only playing 30, sure, you'll get used to it after a while. But like when I was playing that 60, it was a night and day difference because I literally just finished playing it there and I turned it back. Anyways, whatever. I'm not going to waste my breath on that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I get it. I chop up and throw in a soup, bro. There are, there are people that are okay with 30 and – yeah, yeah, I sure. get it because you do get, you don't have to force yourself to be conditioned. You will no, be conditioned no. to it after a little bit. It, it only takes a few minutes, but the lights come on at 60. And I'll just remind you that when you're playing in performance mode, you're getting double the visual information every 16 milliseconds. That's like this fast. My blinking probably doesn't show up at this frame rate <laughs> on this, on this channel. All right, let's talk about these studios that Xbox has a, has a massive acquisition um, a massive acquisition love like desire list. And um, there are some developers. I, I'm not going to read the whole list, but they had these studios that we probably don't immediately know by name, but they put up their key titles and their reasons why, like they have great key people at work there, or they have a technology that we're interested in, or they have an online engagement that would be really beneficial to Microsoft. And this is how they buy stuff. They don't think, you know, they don't just look at how how much have they sold these games. They look at what's a what's a hole that we need to fill that we need to round out so we have everything. And some of the developers they were looking at was the developer behind behind Kena Bridge of Spirits, who released a quasi exclusive to the PlayStation Five at launch. It's just supposed to be a multi plat. They've never made an Xbox version. Probably feel like they don't have to. Another studio is the one that makes Rust, the Vermintide Studio, which I believe is. Fat Shark? Some of these I don't know off the top of my head. They also are interested in picking up the ta It Takes Two and A Way Out team. Um, they won Game of the Year two years ago. They're yeah. really great. They're so talented. And these are studios that Xbox says, who do we want to put on the list so we could potentially go and talk to and flash a little money in front of them? Hello Games, the team behind No Man's Sky, believe it or not, which is made up of um, maybe 50 people at this point. Uh, actually, the list is on there if I had it in front of me, but they list how many people work at the studio and what key things they would bring to the table for Xbox Game Studios team. Of course, Moon Studios Ori, which they've had kind of a dicey relationship lately as they've went kind of the Moon Studios want to expand their horizons, but Xbox still would love to acquire Moon Studios and they're very talented. The Atomic Heart team who has put a game in Game Pass, they are in Eastern Europe. They're in a location where Xbox wants to be and wants to have a foothold. The Callisto Protocol team that just made that game with, uh, what's his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't remember his uh, name. Josh Dumel. Josh Dumel. Okay. Josh Dumel. Yeah. And, and he's uh, trying to push that Transformers movie. Go see the Transformers movie. And then the Hollow Knight team. Some of their Final Watch merger and acquisition publishers are Zynga, which got picked up by Take-Two, um, the 2K team, and then they still want IO Interactive. And Jez Corden of Windows Central said that, as far as he knows, they're still working on Project Dragon, which is a third-person, four-player co-op RPG, like dungeon crawler type game, uh, which sounds pretty cool. Uh, I've heard it's more over the shoulder. It's not really like a Diablo or Path of Exiles type game. It's more 
like a, just an action RPG from IO Interactive, the team behind Hitman. Um, they also would like to buy Bandai Namco, who was partnered with Xbox and put games on Game Pass. Here's another great one. They want to grab Konami and bring them in. Like they would be interested in picking up Konami, who's about to put out a multi-plat game, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. EA, believe it or not, they would want to buy EA, which is one of the most massive publishers. And if they did that, I think um, somebody would blow dart them. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, that would be huge. And then the last one, before I move into two more juggernauts, is they would like to acquire AT&T and all their subsidiaries, which are with Warner Brothers. Mag, say what say ye about Warner Brothers? uh, The other ones, they're they're all cute. The only ones that they they should have gotten uh, two years ago, three years ago, was Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers uh, made a fatal mistake by not issuing the licenses to the games to Microsoft, which is what Microsoft wanted with the original deal when they when they put in an offer. Because Microsoft at that point they pushed away from the table, but they did walk around the car and kick the tires a few times to see how it was, right? Uh, yeah. But the thing is, at the end of the day, Microsoft wanted the licensing to the WB characters, Batman, uh, the DC characters, whatever, right? Uh, Harry Potter, all that kind of stuff. They weren't gonna do. They weren't gonna let that go. Um, but that might have been a good option. However, that's not going to be an option right now until we see how James Gunn's DCEU goes, right? Because the other DCEU is failing miserably. So they've yeah. had five. They've had five movies in a row. Uh, if everybody wants to keep count, they have five movies in a row that have lost money in the DCEU. Okay, five in a row that have yeah, lost. Yeah, Flash money. is doing terribly. Ooh, right, man. But that's number. That's number five. Blue Beetle coming out might be number six, and then uh, and then uh, what's it called? Uh, Aquaman. Apparently, from what I've seen, I, I heard. I heard some of my people have already seen the movie twice. They said the movie is horrendous. Which one? Um, Aquaman two. So when does that come out? Oh, that that's not coming out for a bit. I think I think it's oh, either. Oh, and they're saying later, already later that it's 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 a mess. Yeah, yeah. I've already I've already got I've already my some of my people have already seen it twice. I really liked the um, first one, and I and I thought I said, man, Xbox should pick that up as an IP and make a game out of that. Like you don't yeah. get an underwater action adventure game ever. Yeah, uh, and and same people that I know they saw the Flash uh, in twenty twenty two. Uh, because it's been fin- it's been in the can that long, so oh, uh, yeah. it, it's been it's a while. Literally, so literally in the can. <laughs> yeah, now it's in the can. Now it's in the toilet. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the point is, yep. is that they weren't doing well. That's when they should. And then they were talking about selling off the. the they were uh, talking about selling off the IPs, right? But now that they've got James Gunn doing his thing, uh, which is going to be a ten year plan, they're not going to let it go now. Because what if? And that's the big what if. What if James Gunn's DCEU takes off? In a good way. James Gunn has a great track record. Yeah. All right. For the, for the most part, uh, the Suicide Squad, his sort of semi sequel, whatever the hell you want to call it, didn't do so hot because it came out in the middle of the pandemic when there were no theaters. Right. So there were no theaters open. Of course, it didn't do well. Nobody saw it because yeah. nobody went to the yeah. theater to see it. So that's that's unfair to say. But the movie was good. And uh, at least I thought it was good anyway. Um, but anyways, the point is, is that he's got a great track record. Therefore, that being said, he's not gonna, they're not going to give up the IPs to Microsoft. Uh, uh, therefore, it's at this point, it's a pipe dream now. If they're going to license out the games, they're not going to license them out exclusively to Xbox unless Xbox was um, the market leader. And Xbox oh. is not... You don't Xbox think so, huh? Not the, nope, I don't. And Xbox is not the market leader. They have yet to prove that. If... 
this ABK thing goes through and everything goes well, and all of a sudden Xbox starts shooting up the charts, so to speak, and all of a sudden becomes neck and neck with Sony, then Warner Brothers will look at it and say, you know what, now yeah. this is the opportunity we can look at it and say this might be worthwhile because Xbox is showing an upwards trajectory, whereas right now it's not, and they're in third place, and they're not going to give up that IP and lose uh, out customers on PlayStation, and yeah. that's just not the way it's going to go. That's another so thing w- that WB that Phil- is sad. I really wanted it, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's another thing that Phil said was that you know we talked about how they have to spend more to get uh, exclusives. I don't think I brought it up here on the show, but Phil said that they have to spend far more to get an exclusive deal than PlayStation does, purely because PlayStation has such a bigger market on yeah. the console. For them yeah. to make something exclusive that doesn't come to PlayStation, it really has to be worth their while. Shout out to Special Nick who's in the chat who was, who was uh, waving at me, and it's good to see him here. A lot of this stuff that Special Nick has talked about on Xbox Era that we're reading off this listing of, he's talked about hearing or, or use, like I said, using logical deduction about who Xbox should be acquiring. And if you're... And if you're in this business where you analyze and try to figure out things or you talk to people who may know what the intentions are of Xbox, you're going to get some of these things right. And a lot of this stuff um, is coming out because Xbox has this dream list of who would be a good fit for them. So shout out to him for being one of those people who's tried to call it as they see it or call it like it should be. And any of you in the chat who says Xbox should buy Sega, you weren't wrong. Yeah, and you weren't absolutely weren't wrong. I thought about what does Sega bring to me that has nothing to do what with what Xbox would actually do. So yep. the other <laughs> the other big one, Meg, was that Xbox's dream list includes these two juggernaut of companies. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Xbox would love to acquire Sony or Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, okay. And yeah. and thank you. Thank you for coming to everybody. I'd also love a $10 million cottage on Lake Rosso, but that's not happening anytime soon. So, yeah, no, what the hell do you want from my life? Uh, yeah, it's silly. I mean, it's it goes back to where's Matt Booty's comment. Uh, we at Microsoft are in a very unique position to be able to go spin Sony out of business, said Matt Booty, referencing his, uh, you know, getting the competitors ahead of Yeah, that was 2019. Uh, I- I'm glad to know that Matt, Bo- I-, I have this feeling. I talked to Matt a couple of times. I have this feeling that he is, I've said this before, that he is a little bit bloodthirsty. He wants to, and you want that in your, in your company leadership, or you want that in your platform leadership if you're an Xbox fan. You want that guy, and I really feel like Sarah Bond and Matt Booty really want to get out there and just really be hard, hard-nosed, hardball competitive, and that's going to translate to really great things for us, but regardless of if Matt Booty is not allowed to be bloodthirsty and hit people over the head with a rubber mallet, uh, I still think great things are still coming and we're seeing it right now. So that is really good news. We've got, um, let's see, my phone's ringing. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, Spartan661 says, thank you for the $5, Spartan. He says, I only have so much time to watch your videos. You guys are awesome. I'm about 20 minutes behind. I watch live when I can, but I'm going to have to watch from TB. I don't know what TB is. Titan Biscuit. Yeah, I don't know, um, but we, we appreciate it. I know I, I'll make more videos. I made one last week. I did a Starfield video based on X-Cast's interview with Todd Howard, and not a lot of people saw the video, but there's some cool information in there, and I think people are... I think at this point, we're all like, Starfield looks amazing. I'm good. Let's just wait it out the two months. 
and we got it in our hands. And I, I think that's good. Red Wolf with the two says, Batman was so good, 100%. I cried the whole time. But he's talking about the Batman movie with um, with Edward from uh, from uh, uh, Twilight. I love oh, yeah. the Batman. I love the Batman movie. I think it's really, really, really super amazing. And it even gets you that Batman Arkham combat feel. You you love that one too, right, Meg? Uh, nope. Well, but thanks for being uh, on the show. I, you and Zucker have something in common. What don't you say, like I, about it briefly? I, cry, I, I cried tears of pain uh, through some of it. Um, what, the emo Batman? Um, listen, the beginning, the first half of it was <laughs> oh. really well done. Um, Shout out to emo Batman, by the way. Yeah, like the first half of the movie, was like, and even like that first 10 minutes, what an amazing start to the movie. But it, it started off so hot, and then it started to fall apart towards the end. But anyways, I'm not going to get into all that and all the reasoning behind that. But uh, listen, that's why they're not making a sequel anytime soon. The movie did not do well. Uh, it did No. What's and the with Penguin, DC? Like, DC is like cursed. Well, you know, the thing is, it's not just DC. It's every, it's all of them. Uh, you know how much money that, uh, like, for oh, example. Even you know, Marvel's in a bad, bad situation. No, dude, they're, they're, oh, I almost said the F word. They're, they're, uh, they're in a bad spot. Uh, <laughs> listen, you know how much money Indiana Jones needs to make to break even? $50 million? Eight, $800 million to break even. Uh, the reported cost of the movie was $300 million because of all the reshoots and $150 million of um of uh, what's it called of marketing and and distribution so it's a disaster anyways the point is uh yeah i wasn't really all that i didn't really like it that much although it it had potential but listen obviously i'm not the only one because they didn't green light as they say they they, there's a sequel coming there's not even a script done yet how long did that come out now two years yeah 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 and there's not even a script written and i know that because i know the script doctors so uh yeah there's not even a script done yet so it's it's not happening uh they're gonna quietly make it go away and let james gunn's thing take over sorry sorry i just i I feel a certain way (laughs) i feel a certain way about the marvel stuff and the dc stuff and i feel like it's been oversaturated it's a parody in and of self and you know, Spider-Man 2 looks really awesome, but it's the third Spider-Man game in less than five years. Um, I'm just really excited for some new some new stuff. And I don't know. I feel like maybe the audience is kind of sick of the derivative superhero stuff. And we were at the theater to see something, and I saw... I don't want to get into movies, but I saw the, the trailer for Flash up on the TV thing, and I was like, oh, gosh. Uh, we, we see something really great. And um, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Let me. Where was I? Uh, Red Wolf says. Oh, Bed Wolf. Really, really. Hargit Johnny. Thank you for the five. He says industry consensus is that James Gunn. Oh my gosh, dang it! We're back to the movies. He says the industry consensus is that James Gunn's thing is to show a roadmap to potential buyers. They'd be buying the whole thing, not just the game studios. That won't happen. That's never. That's never going to happen. AT and T was is going to ask for way too much money because right now they're forty nine point. They're forty nine point five billion dollars in debt. They're going to want Microsoft to cover the majority of that. Microsoft's never going to buy that out, not for that price, not after seventy billion, uh, not after seventy billion with ABK. They're not going to go for anything close to that. Uh, so therefore, it's, it's going to be a stalemate. It's just that's what I'm getting at. It's going to be a stalemate. Yeah. Uh, RRD in the chat, by the way, uh, uh, filming on Batman Two has been stopped indefinitely. Uh, that, that has something what? to do with um, it. Ha- it says was to be it was to start filming in november 23rd 2023 however they've got the penguin show that was going to be coming out on hbo max uh that the heck is either, that 
Well, that's part of the world. It's going to be Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Now, uh, whether okay. that even I mean, he that did a great job or not. He did a great job. No, no, Does he, he was, really he want to wear that every, nah, every episode? Well, the, apparently, they're waiting to see how the reaction to that show is before they go ahead with filming of the, sec- of the new movie. Plus, the writer's strike is not helping right now. So they, they're, they're quietly pushing this away, hoping that James Gunn gets his... Uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, Batman. Um, arr, his Batman movie uh, coming out in the next arr. couple of years. Arr, um, is your arr, Batman, the, the pirate game. The, the point is they're trying to get the James Gunn's uh, Batman. What the heck is it called? There's a, I just, I, I remember I got the title of it. Chat, help me out. Um, anyways, the point is, is that uh, they want to get James Gunn's ones out there. So it takes focus off of the Batman um and kind of maybe just pushes it so they could sweep it under the rug and forget about it uh so that's i i, I know it's sad for you know for fans of it but i'm telling you that's what's happening i know as a fact because I mean, are we are ever gonna w- get a are we gonna get a great batman game is is dc gonna push out something i mean they're making suicide squad they did gotham knights which i thought was pretty fun but it, it doesn't change my life like it's the like, arkham series you know Colt, it's like watching Gotham. Who's watching the show? Who's watching a Batman show without Batman? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, right. I know some people like it, but come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, make if you're going to make it, what they should have done is forget this stupid, uh, what's it called, the Suicide Squad game, which didn't look great. When they delayed it a year, I'm like, thank God, because I didn't even want to see it. Uh, it did not look good from what I when I saw it last. And I'm like, you know I mean, what? The, they should have just stuck with another The combat looked kind of cool, game. but I mean, it just it didn't look like what we saw a year ago no, in God, the big no. gameplay and, reveal trailer where it was like, camera was really close, and it was really vibrant, and then and you it just know what became... The thing is? The fact that they delayed it a year means that I was right. The game does not look good. Means they oh, thought it didn't everybody, look good either. Everybody. So you look at it. Well, some people came after me about it. And I'm like, guys, are you serious? Chat, did they, you guys like the developer? Yeah. Did you like Gotham Knights? Did you play it? Like, it's actually kind of a cool game. It just doesn't fun. look anywhere near the other stuff. And did you guys think? I think everybody thought Suicide Squad looked pretty cool. Excuse me, at the Game Awards uh, uh, before they showed like the. 20 minute gameplay walkthrough. I mean, I don't know why I'm asking this, but I, I know people are talking Zocker's in the chat. He says that's great news of Batman was terrible. Hey, thank you, Zocker. Zocker hates hates Batman. And I think from cinematically it's very well shot and, and it's cool. But you know, Gaz and I argue with Zocker all the time because he calls it trash. And then Gaz goes, You don't know any good you don't know good cinema. And then uh, Gaz is a fan of Dune, which is some people say super boring, and the, the argument goes on. But I just I don't like Darren the derivative Barnes, stuff. Have, Darren Barnes, I do have people at WB for your information. FYI, as the yeah. children would like to say. Anyhow, carry on, Colt Eastwood. The that's the Colt Eastwood to you, uh, thanks Colt to the so-so. Eastwood. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just want I want a great Batman game again. Those games like they changed us when we played them. I remember when the Batman Dude. Arkham Asylum came out. They were like. Never before have you ever felt like you were actually the Batman, and it was so great. And then the the oh, preceding games Arkham were amazing, City. and then they're like Arkham City was incredible, man. Arkham City so was good. one of the best. That was one of the best games of last generation, in my opinion. One of not the, but one of. I, I thought Arkham City, the second one, absolutely amazing game. I played it multiple times, and that's very yep. rare. Yeah, I played it that's twice. Very, very rare. If, if you download and install Batman Arkham City, you will be surprised how it immediately holds up perfectly like it has not aged a bit uh only runs at 30 but it's still on your console but 
still great. I don't know why they didn't just enhance the crap out of those and use some of that I'm money to make a better shocked, game. Man. But I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Red Wolf drops three super chats for $2 a piece. Says, the Batman was so good, I, I 100% cried the whole time. And then he says, the FTC case was so good, I cried the whole time. And then he says, this FTC wow. show was so good, 100% I cried Red, the whole time. Red Wolf, you should probably see a doctor. That's a lot of crying, dude. Come on, man. That's a lot of tears. <laughs> I mean, the show try- was so good, the PlayStation guys were crying, you know. Uh, it, it's going to uh. be... It's going to be good. It's going to be enjoyable. Uh, Hardcore Hynek says, can't top Arkham Knight. Uh, Arkham Knight's my least favorite of the three, but it's still really good. And if you play it... It was only because there's too much much Batmobile in it. Way too much Batmobile. The focus on that, I was like, oh, come on. I just want to jump around and like do my Batman stuff. The side-strafing stuff was cool for a little bit, but it became such a chore. Such a chore. Like... It was never ending combat where you were dodging attack, dodge attack, like where it like physically got tiring when those yes. gameplay segments came up. Um, but really great games. I we just need to get back, get back to those really great games. Um Meg, it's been a really good show. We're we're yes. a few minutes over and, and I got controver- you- Yes. I gotta, gotta let go you go to bed, to bed it, so you don't die. A, it was a controversial show. We had a wild time. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of happiness. There was a lot of anger. Uh, you know, especially from Red Wolf. I think you better check where Red Wolf lives. There might be a flood. So just check on CNN. Check your local uh, news uh, news authorities and find out what's going on. He'll be sitting on his Series X like a flotation home. device. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you see, like a guy, oh my a guy gosh, in a canoe. So many tears. Oh a guy in a canoe going down the road, just just going down to like the, the grocery store, and, he's, and then like, "Sir, you okay?" And he's like, "It's all Red Wolf's fault." Yeah, and just going down. He was anyways. crying over everything. He's <laughs> crying. Kevin Dempsey, thank you so much for the one dollar super. Really appreciate it, Meg. Um, yes. So yes. The, we're gonna get like the last statements, the closing statements by Thursday. What are you gonna Correct. do in the meantime? Are you gonna go sit outside the courthouse and eat popcorn? <laughs> well, I got my show Wednesday with uh, with Boom uh, Mr. Boomstick uh, on uh, on Primetime Gaming at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, Double Barrel Gaming. So I'll be there. Um, if anything really funny happens this week, maybe I'll I'll launch another video, another uh, Pony Master uh, video. Uh, of course, Pony Master was a lawyer this time, so uh, we'll see how that works. But uh, anyhow, uh, other than that, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing turns out. You, and then, wearing, you know what? My fr- Ma- you got to see it. Mag was wearing a shirt, a suit and tie. He had yes. on the uh, the unicorn thing and no pants. No, no, no there pants. were pants. There were tan pants, but they looked like I was wearing no pants. So people are like, "Is Maggie in his underwear?" And I'm like, "No, they're tan pants for crying yeah, out loud." I thought it was your skin because you're so you know you've been oh, out in the I'm sun so, so much. White. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm Bushido I'm says, "I bet risk it didn't even hit the like button." That's facts, yeah, no, right there. No kidding. I no kidding. Yeah, I was probably as uh, I was probably as uh, white as square dancing. But anyways, uh, that's that's the whole thing. I don't know. I'm just coming up with something funny to say. Listen, we had a great show. We had a great time. You Man, cannot be offended by that note. comment. That's 100% true. It's 100% true. <laughs> you know anybody else who does square dancing? Come on. Anyways. I had a boss who went square dancing, and <laughs> they caught COVID while they were there. Like, in the month that it all started to happen, he's like, oh, I caught COVID. How? Square dancing. I'm like, wow, that's that's a story for the ages. Oh, dude, that's yeah, that's something. <laughs> Uh, anyways, listen, we had a great show. We had a great time. We had a chat. You guys are amazing. I see a lot of laughs in there, so we're all good. Let's all see what happens this week, and we're going to have results by, uh, by by Friday. So guess what? Monday, we got a lot to talk about. So Colt, have yourself a great week. Chat, have a great week. We'll see you guys all next week.
Thank you so much. MacBound drops one and says, I'm wearing socks right now. Just saying, uh, I'm only wearing socks. That's all you need. And I'm sweating right now. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on the channel. I'll try to put together some content. I don't know if I could bring myself to cover everything we did here in a video, but, um, thanks everybody for support means a lot. Meg and I, like you said, we'll be here next week. It'll be great. And we'll see if we can bring on uh, somebody to join us. Uh, it's been a while since, Oh, Meg, you've been on here for like, um, I don't know, 10, 15, yeah, Almost like, four months. Four months. Yeah, like now. fifteen plus episodes. So I appreciate you. Yes. We're gonna hit the outro and get out of here. Thanks everybody. Hit your like button on the way out. I'll get up timestamps and all that stuff. Thanks for your support. Shout out to uh Pushing Polygons for sponsoring, and we're out.